0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DeathdoorPros.com video games podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Dead Man. Joe. today, we have Ziploc Bob.
1: Hello and Alex yo and yeah we're here as here.
0: usual
2: yay and this time I actually played a bunch of games so I won't have like two things to talk about
0: <laughs> yeah I, I played an actually surprising range of games <laughs> <laughs> oh god I also sold uh, my 3ds uh, I actually
2: sold a bunch of those uh, Steam trading cards because I needed to buy someone a birthday gift. <laughs> 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 I got them Fallout 3 <laughs> because oh. of the sale. Because they have New Vegas, and I couldn't afford Fallout 4 even on sale, so I got them Fallout 3. Because Fallout I'm like,
3: 3 is kind of a downgrade from New Vegas.
2: Yeah, but well, it she's, depends who you have. Well, she's been saying it's like I've been want I want to play it, I want to play it, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, Obviously here, you have the game.
3: It's still a good game, just that you know, like if you play New Vegas first, Fallout Three is kind of lacking.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, I had I, Fallout Four I, for me, and I'm like,
0: <gasps> yeah, I play, yeah, I mean, I played New Vegas, and then I played Three, and I was like, yeah, this has a severe lack of spinning heads. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I'm not really a big Fallout guy either way. Yeah.
2: Oh, God. So, who's going first?
1: Uh.
0: Okay, Ziploc, what have you been playing? Fallout 4. <laughs> so
2: much
4: Fallout 4. No, I, Uh
2: Me... What happened is, um, during this past sale, me, I bought, for the other podcast that I'm on... Like, or the one that I will run, I bought all of them a uh, Christmas gift, right? Because, and I, and basically I kept it under five bucks, that sort of stuff. Then these assholes team up together and get me Fallout 4 with all the DLC, and I'm like, God damn it!
0: Those pieces of shit, how dare they?
2: Fuck, fucking one up in me and shit. How dare you give me
3: free games?
2: It's like, this game's awesome, <laughs>
3: And all the DLCs too. I hope you cunts oh, burn yeah. in hell. <laughs> That's impressive. I only played the first one. By uh, the time the others came out, I didn't really care anymore. <laughs> yeah, they
2: they bought me that, and the season passed. and I'm like, oh fuck. And like, and as I think you gifted one of them, they bought me also bought me Sonic Generations just for inviting them to be over in the podcast because they really, I guess they really needed something to do or something. But holy,
0: yeah. Um, You motherfucker. I've never gotten paid for bringing fuckers onto this podcast. (laughs) Yet.
3: Yet.
2: (laughs) I don't have you added to my Steam library, dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) That shit will happen with me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but uh, my girlfriend gave me 30 bucks to spend on myself, and that was her her Christmas present to me.
0: There's my Steam ID.
2: We'll add it as soon as this is over. (laughs) okay um just don't expect anything until at least post paycheck (laughs) of course right
0: yeah naturally
2: so i decided to buy the first game i ever got on the playstation three again overlord
3: (laughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) why did you get rid of it in the first place right i lost it in a move (laughs) oh i hate when that oh god that's terrible
2: but now I have it forever, because it's, uh, cause I got the Steam copy. Uh, I bought the bundle to where you get Overlord, Overlord Raising Hell, Overlord 2, and Overlord Fellowship of Evil. I've only played the first one so far. Like, I was going back and replaying it, and I forgot how fucking hilarious that game is.
0: Yeah, I played that game at a fucking PC arcade we had in my town. It's fucking amazing, ain't it? <laughs> it was a lot of fun, yeah. It was surprising to me how much I actually like that game, because I'm not usually one for those kind of games where you're just like controlling a bunch of dudes, or whatever, like fucking yeah. evil Pikmin.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the little goblins. I was like, I didn't think I would enjoy it at first, but I can't believe how cathartic it is to be Die in ass. my
3: <laughs> name, Minions, go! <laughs> yeah, pretty it's much. It's like,
2: burn everything!
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing.
2: <laughs> Uh, I mean, hell, just slapping the jester around for about half an hour was the first thing I did. (laughs) It's like, and slap, slap, slap. I get it. You're evil. You're really fucking evil. Quit it. Never. Nope. You're here for my enjoyment, dipshit.
0: I am your overlord and you will be my slap
3: bitch.
2: (laughs) You put the lotion on its skin.
3: Or it puts gets the, the axe its, again. Puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again.
0: <laughs> puts the lotion
3: on uh, the skin or else it gets my hand again.
0: Yeah,
2: so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, they, they really need more games where you get to play the bad guy and that's your only option. Like that's the entire point of the game.
3: Kill everyone. Leave no survivors. No,
2: uh, 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 well, outside of hatred, because at that point, you're just being a sadist.
3: That's true. Well, it was like,
0: you're more of a masochist. Because <laughs> hatred is pretty bad. Yeah, it is. I played it
2: for five minutes and then returned it through Steam.
3: Overlord's at least functional. Not only do you not get punished for taking the evil route, there's only an evil route.
2: It's like you get rewarded for playing the game because all it is is
3: evil. Yeah, it's like
0: but hey, like, you, like hey, you regenerate health by doing fucking execution style kills. But while you're in that fucking pre-canned animation, the cops are shooting you.
1: It uh-huh. has yes, its bugs.
0: Speaking
2: yes. of bugs, so Sonic Generations is a good game. <laughs> I beat it in a day. Yeah, sounds about right. Like, seriously, I downloaded it one day, and I S-ranked everything as far as, like, all the main missions, all the rival missions, where, like, um, the rival missions, if you guys, for those listeners that don't know, is basically, it's a little side mission to where you're going against Shadow or Metal Sonic, and it's actually kind of cool. I even S-ranked all the bosses in a fucking
0: day. The game's notoriously fucking short. And I didn't oh, find it that buggy. Speaking of playing At the first, bad guy, just speaking of playing the bad guy, fucking remember Shadow of the Hedgehog?
4: Oh god. Well
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, he's edgy and stuff. That's Amer and he has a gun. That's America, right? Yeah,
4: no, ambivalent, Japan actually. I'm ambivalent that's
2: to you. good and evil.
3: <laughs> that's what Japan thinks America is like sometimes.
2: You know, it's like I'm a Twilight, and I lo- I love eating McDonald's. Yeah. That that's how Jima- Japan pictures America sometimes.
3: Nobody likes Twilight. Nobody. Somehow no. tw- I don't know how Twilight is so popular when everyone I've talked to hates it. Because right?
0: There's, because there's a 15 year old masturbating to it somewhere.
3: I mean, I I was told that, I Double, mean three, I was told four. I I was told I wasn't allowed to hate on Twilight unless I actually watched it because just hating it through hearsay was stupid and. How- how, how would I? How I, would I know uh, if I didn't form my own opinion when I was just listening to the majority? But then I watched the first movie, and I was like, "No, the majority was right." I watched all five movies. Why did, would you do that to yourself, you strange, strange person? Now, for the website, you can
4: say,
3: I will say this. Oh, that's true. I,
2: I guess you would have had to. Yeah, you can and, say I don't want to I don't want to watch the movie, but you can't say you hate the movie until you watch it because you don't have any association with it. I have watched these movies because, well, man will do anything to get laid. Oh,
0: I watched and it in an attempt to get paid. That too. <laughs> also, for everybody out there, when, uh, for anybody out there who's interested, uh, you can find the full commentary tracks for every Twilight movie available now on dustorprods.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher.
2: You know, honestly, I'm surprised that you're not a cutter as masochistic as you
0: are. And. Pain in the soul lasts longer and does more than pain in the flesh. Fair enough. That's one way to look at it. The mental Fun- scars run deep, my friend. My brain, looks, my brain looks like a scene kid. God. Funny thing, I didn't notice how
2: buggy Sonic Generations was. Correction. The 3D levels, the 2D levels are fine. Um, It's the 3D levels that are buggy as hell. Like the controls fill off, everything
0: just, mm-mm. Wait a minute. Hold hold up, hold up, hold up. Do you mean to tell me
1: that a 3D Sonic game doesn't run very well? What a surprise. Not when you're trying
2: to S-rank all the side missions. I'm shocked.
0: Kel is a fucking priest.
3: I'm shocked. Shocked with gambling going on here. But, I mean, after know, the fucking... It played very well. I mean, after the fucking magnum opus
0: of S- goddamned fucking Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric.
2: Yeah, Rise of Lyric is actually, in my opinion, worse than Sonic 06.
0: And that's totally fair.
2: And here's my reason reasoning behind this to anybody that's like, wait, but Sonic 06 is, you know, whatever, and you haven't played the other one, and you haven't played Rise of Lyric or vice versa. Sonic Bo- Sonic Boom is a complete game. It just runs like shit. Is it a complete game though? It is. The game is finished. It just hasn't been bug tested. I
0: I'm going to contest like, has... you on that point.
2: It is a complete game. It has a beginning, a middle and an end, and it feels Woo! like it has a beginning and a middle and end, and everything
1: is doable. Woo! It is doable. Because I've fucking done it. I'm just going to keep going.
4: Eh, until eh. you...
1: <laughs> but Sonic
2: 06, it feels more like a tech demo to me. It's like, hey, here's what we have in mind. But we actually haven't finished making it to where you can actually get through the fucking levels. <laughs> <laughs> so I I can actually excuse that more. Yes, it's, the, it's a worse game because it's not a complete game. But I refuse to ever review it because in my mind, it's a fucking tech demo. Rise of Lyric is ten times worse. Because the game is complete. It has a fucking completionist reward that you can't unlock because of a fucking glitch. Because, like, to get it, you have to beat all the levels in hard mode, right? Yeah. There's one level when you beat it on hard mode. It doesn't proc that you did it. <laughs> so literally, no one knows except for the programmers what the fuck you were supposed to get.
0: I don't even think the programmers knew what it was. Like they, like they, like put it in there, and then that was like fucking day before they shipped it out for cert. And it was like, hey, what do we do? I don't know. Just fucking like okay, write write the code and just fucking break it. They will ship it out. Fuck it. Fuck it, dog.
3: Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, it's fucking Sonic Boom. Who gives a shit? It'll sell right. anyway. But yeah, this, But with
2: Sonic Generations, the 3D levels weren't that bad. It was actually fun just playing through and beating it. It's when you go, hey, I want to like get all S-Rank missions. I want to get S-Rank on all the side missions is when the bugs start to really present themselves, especially with the speedrun missions. Where you have to complete, like I didn't even notice them until I got to the uh, Sonic Colors level for the 3D side, because at that point I was just like, "Fuck, what the hell?" Because like, how he speed boosts is he—he he doesn't turn in midair. He just kind of goes in that direction, but his body doesn't turn. So if you use his boost ability, he goes direction he's facing, not the fucking direction he's going. <laughs> That alone is one hell of a bug.
0: Ugh. But
2: I'm going to say that due to do the poor controls. But also, sometimes he, when you do that little homing attack, the targeting system is just so fucking glitchy to where, oh yeah, you'll hit the guy, then keep going through him and off into death. So I actually got to the point to where I knew which guys to hit and which guys to where if I hit him, I'm actually going to kill myself.
1: And I still haven't S-ranked it. Because the time is goddamn insane. I'd just like to point out, I
0: I feel the need to say this whenever anybody talks about a Sonic game. Because I find it wholly depressing.
3: That is. There, the are, still die, are,
0: there are still die Sonic fans.
4: Oh uh, yeah,
2: I know a few. And here's the thing. I even had a Sonic & Knuckles bought for me. You know, Sonic 3 & Knuckles, for the, that you can buy that on Steam. And someone bought it for me, and it's like, hey, review this.
3: <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was on
1: Steam.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> um, part of the um, Sega Classic Pack. Oh, oh. God. Just... Yeah, Sega Mega Drives and Genesis Classics, <laughs> it's under that. But, you know, they gave out Golden
0: X for free earlier this year. These fucking people, these fucking Sonic fans looking for any kind of validation no
2: he it's but, all they knew as a no, kid this,
4: it's like this we don't we know nothing so else a
2: fan but he he heard me talking about this game and he was like and and i even defended the series is like listen the older games were good it's just modern sonic games typically suck unless
0: they're completely 2d yeah typically so- yeah sonic the hedgehog 4 was fucking phenomenal
2: yeah 4 episode 1 and 2 were good um, the new Sonic Boom game, I, I was joking. Ice and Fire. No, no, no. It was actually good. It wasn't great. It was good.
3: It was okay.
2: Uh, it, like one of the biggest problems with most Sonic games is they have the camera pulled in too tightly
0: on 2D. You know what I'm saying? Oh fuck! They didn't release Before episode two. Yeah, I never knew they released episode two. Yeah, they did.
1: Oh god. I and it was, a, ba- and it was an bad. okay game i feel bad I mean, um it's one of those it, it's
2: what i call a sale game it's a game that is worth playing it's worth buying
0: if you can get it at a discount and that's it okay, for anyone out there who misheard it with the accent sale game not sell game yes this isn't like perfect sale here yeah like the, like fucking Sonic episode Sonic Four episode one and two are not going to eat your other Sonic games and become better.
3: Unfortunately, no, that's not possible.
0: Yet no. Yet
4: yeah.
2: No, but he bought is like, but he was like, so what Sonic games do you think are good? Sonic Knuckles. He bought me that, so I played it, and that was fun. Okay. So yeah, that is honestly the last Sonic game that I played that I've ever played. And truly enjoyed from start to finish. As far as other games I've been playing. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I'm going to limit it down to just three more. Because I could go up to 14 more. Wow. And Wow. Yeah, well I didn't play them and beat them. I was just like making sure it ran. Had a little fun with it. Oh, got a yeah. feel for the game. And next. That sort of thing. Okay, it was just like okay, is it running? Because remember, I have to beat a game a week. Kind of have to have shit preloaded to fucking just swap on my game days.
1: Um, Shadow Run returns. Oh, that yeah, game's that. fucking fun. I I might have. Like, that. I didn't know. Th- I didn't know this game was a thing it is. until about
2: a month ago. Because I was like, hey, didn't they make a Shadowrun game outside of that shitty first-person shooter? Yes, they did. And I do have it. And I was like, oh, shit, they made, like, four.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they'd they'd done a whole bunch of shit with that fucking series. Just, hey, we got the license now, and we want to fucking make this shit, so let's fucking run. Yeah, because I played the old Shadowrun game for the Super Nintendo, which,
2: once I finally got a hold of it, because I are not a hold of a hang of it as far as the gameplay, because you have to remember this is like in the nineties and I was a little and didn't understand how RPGs worked back then yet. Right. Like I actually remember having some enjoyment, figuring it out and that sort of stuff. So I figured, you know, I might enjoy this. I might not. I am the RPG guy of most like people I hang out with when it comes to fellow gamers because I'm the guy that... I play RPGs because uh, you can't beat them in a day, typically. Yeah. No, usually not. They, right, they're be- usually 40, 60, 80-hour indulgences.
0: Yeah, they are a time commitment.
2: Where, whether, Whereas, like, say, stuff like most platformers, if you know what you're doing, or if you understand like, pro, what I call programmer logic... You can find the shortcuts and get through the game pretty fucking quickly in a day.
0: Yep. Not not even like that's it. If you are if you just fucking play it, yeah. Well, like like the, like there are games that I can just sit down and just fucking plow through in less than a day. Really, list one. I'm i of curious. Well, that first Sly Cooper game, most of the Sly Cooper games actually.
2: Yeah, most Sly Cooper games. Yeah, I, th- I could definitely see you knocking one of those out in a day.
0: Uh, Ratchet and Clank oh yeah like I beat <sighs> that like I beat that game the first time I beat the game I beat it in like less than a day and then I platinumed it in the next day
2: <laughs> yeah that sounds about right
0: yeah that, that was actually the, I think the first game I platinumed and then I fucking brought that back it's like so wait did you and I brought that. I was like what did you beat All Right? It's like oh yeah I platinumed it and then one guy was just like god fucking damn it because apparently it was a conversation about him about how he never fucking gets platinums anymore right
2: uh of course, like every week I've been playing Dead by Daylight because um most of the people I'm on a co- podcast with we play that game as a way to like blow off steam and just have a good time. And I've been noticing an interesting trend. Um you'll have I've been running into a lot of bots in that game. Which it's glorious when you're the survivor and run into a bot who's the killer (laughs) because they'll just stand there and slice the air. So if everybody on your team figures it out, what you'll do is you'll take turns, get knocked to the ground, crawl over, get healed and getting healed. So everybody maxes out all their points. Then you just fucking fix all the generators and leave after maxing out all your points.
0: (laughs) So why is there a sudden influx of bots in that game, then? Um, Because, like, two
2: weeks ago, maybe? I think, maybe, it was last week, or... Yeah, I think it was this past weekend. uh, There was a uh, double blood point weekend, and blood points you earn by getting points in the game. And that's what you use to level up, get new gear, that sort of thing on the blood web. So, you had a... And even as a hunter... Every time you hit somebody, you get blood points to level up your hunter, right? So you had people making bots to where to where they'd place the mouse on a certain part of the screen. And they'd queue it up, queue up a, a match because you're the one hosting it. And constantly ready, unready, ready, unready, ready, unready, ready, unready. And once it pops off, the match pops off they're just slicing in there and like they're making like a million blood points while they're asleep. <laughs> I'm not even joking.
0: Some fucking people.
2: I don't mind it because I can benefit off of their cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, during that weekend I was getting like, uh, 30,000, a match every time I ran into one of those fuckers and I got four in a row. Nice. So I started going in matches with no items because if you escape the match with your item, you keep it. But if you lose the match with your item, you lose it, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is you can go to a crate, grab grab an item and escape with it. And now that item is yours as well. Nice. So I was getting a bunch of like, you know, toolboxes to help with generate. That would help helps with popping generators quicker um and mad packs where I could h- heal myself whenever I get hit and stuff like that and I was occasionally get lucky and get the rare or the rare or ultra rare items like the key which basically there's um if everybody's escaped or if everybody's dead and enough generators have popped up the there will be a trap door that you can escape out of right but it only opens if there's enough generators activated. If not, you need a key. Not And there's different types of these keys. There's the broken key, which won't open it anyways. But um, you have add-ons you can put on the key to make it do different, interesting shit. Yeah. But, yeah, I've got a um, skeleton key, which is – it doesn't matter if anybody's – if everybody's there or not. It doesn't matter what. You can just open it and exit immediately. <laughs> Huh? Which is fucking awesome, but the thing—it's an ultra rare. So you loot, use it, it's gone. huh. Like unless you somehow escape the match without using it, you're not keeping it. <laughs> and they're hard to fucking find okay. because the charges on it is just enough to open it, open up the thing, and that's it. Okay. And for the last game that I'm going to bring up that I thought was, well, it was interesting.
1: Um, Cthulhu Saves the World. Is that that game from the guys who made,
0: like, Breath of Death 7 or whatever? Yep, came in the same pack. Okay. I have seen that game floating around since I installed Steam. It is hilarious
2: as an RPG. It's not that great, but as just an experience, it's worth playing through once and just getting that one hell of a fucking laugh. Because God damn, is it funny? Cause I bought it a long fucking time ago. I just finally got around to like install it, play it, blah, blah. blah and I played it for like two hours and then, an- And was laughing my ass off whenever the story beats were happening, which is quite often. But basically, this is how the game starts. You're Lord Cthulhu, and you're rising, and this magic man zaps your powers away. Yeah. So then, and the narrator says, like, yeah, the only way he'll be able to get his powers is that Akithi, you know, becomes a hero. And then Cthulhu breaks the fourth wall and says, Hey, thanks for telling me that, narrator. I'm going to go do that now. <laughs> <laughs> and within, ten, within the first five minutes of the game, you get a groupie. I mean, a side character that he calls a groupie. <laughs> he actually says, like, no, you're not my love interest. This is strictly a rock star
0: groupie relationship. Well, it's good to know where Cthulhu stands. Yes. Yes, you, you don't want to leave anybody had, on. You just want to make you just want to make it very clear, hey, this is where this this is where this relationship stands. <laughs> but yeah, since you rescue her, you're like she's in love
2: with you, and there's even a joke it's like, is that a live starfish in your head on on your head? Yes. We, I call him whatever, right? And he's like, Wow, and people call me disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're you're Cthulhu trying to be a good guy so you can get your powers
1: back so you can be a bad guy again. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. The gameplay is eh,
2: it's like um old ass like an like NES era RPGs, but not the quite the same battle system. It has its own little take on it. And it's difficult. But the story is hilarious. But, yeah, the these were made by the same guys who made uh, episode three and four of the On the Rain Slip Precipice of Darkness, the Penny Arcade games.
0: Yeah, I never played those. Like, I had the first episode. I had the first two episodes. I played some of the first episode. I just couldn't get into it.
2: Yeah, like, the writing for the first two episodes are good. It just gets boring. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I haven't didn't even, I didn't even think the writing yet. was that great. Like, I'm not even a big, I'm not even a big fan of Penny Arcade as it is. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I just got those games as part of a fucking humble bundle. But to be fair, I actually know people that like they're.
2: Oh, I hate P- Penny Arcade. Okay, so why the fuck are you going to PAX? What do you mean Penny Arcade Expo?
0: That's what it stands for.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs>
0: Well actually the Penny Arcade guys have said that they are doing everything they can to remove Penny Arcade from the Penny Arcade Expo.
2: Yeah. Like, you know, Pax has become has become its own fucking beast.
0: Yeah, Pax is wholly and like holy completely separate from anything Penny Arcade.
2: Yeah. I mean, besides except for I think some of the money still goes to the charity, I think.
0: Ah, that's fucking fine. It's charity. And I'm fine. It's a charity. They're not getting a cut of that. They're not getting no taste.
2: They don't have to fucking. They're already fucking rich as fuck. Yeah. But yeah, but it but yeah, so far, this is what I've played this week. Or these past two weeks. Okay then. Minus again, like seven or eight other games. But um just for people who are curious, I've also got as far as the other games that I actually got, but haven't and played a little bit of, but not going to get into, uh, Rise of Nations Extended Edition, Saints Row Two, since I already owned the third. Um, I finally actually broke down and bought Bit Trip Runner because you know why not? And how was it? It was fun. Yeah, I it love is. rhythm games. I love rhythm games. Runner Three is bulk-
0: coming soon.
2: I got Baldur's Gate 2 enhanced edition and I I haven't played it yet. But this is the crazy part. This is the first game I've ever bought just because I I had a fan request of all things in my comment section. Okay. So this should be interesting. That's one I was like, "Okay, cool," cuz uh I was a brutal legend when I reviewed it. I want the one of the comments was like, hey, cool. Now I'll review Baldur's Gate 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, why not? <laughs> that, that sounds like an excellent choice. Cause I'm I've played the first one. I Oh God. And I was never good at A, D, and D, even in pen and pa- paper paper, because
1: I never could get my mind to wrap around the idea of Thacko. Thacko? Yeah, two-hit armor class zero.
2: What the fuck is that? Okay, um, it's been a while, so let me fucking Google it to um, get my mind in the right space, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, it's, two, it's an abbreviation for to hit armor class zero. To calculate it, if a hit succeeds, you'd take the target AC and subtract the attacker's theco and then roll a 20-sided die. If the die roll is equal or greater to whatever number you enter in that number the attack hits. So basically, theco minus whatever you're trying to hit's AC equals the hit. Um... That means a good character will both try to get their AC and Thacko as low as possible. So, basically a high Thacko is bad because it means your ability to miss is high. And you can actually, and this can get broken because you can get a negative number to be able to hit a motherfucker. I was like, I have to roll a negative number? No, you have to roll a nat 20.
1: To hit it. Good luck.
0: Yeah, that sounds
1: terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, okay then. And
2: it's hard as fuck to wrap your mind on how that works logistically, too.
0: Yeah, just like thinking about it. Like I'm like I'm learning fifth edition right now, and that just sounded like fucking nonsense to me. Oh yeah, this was back in like second edition.
2: Fifth edition makes way more sense because it's easier to calculate. What's their AC? This cool. I roll my attack. I add whatever this does. It exceed their AC? Yes, cool. I hit it. Yeah. Like you take seventeen hard... points
0: of piercing damage, you bitch. <laughs> oh, what a
2: right raging! Playing D and D every other Sunday, and uh, yeah, I called a I. Did a call shot on a lich's dick as the
0: opening attack <laughs> <laughs> with a bow. So I critted. <laughs> yeah, we just did a and d thing, uh, me and Alex, uh, with the other guy from the site over uh-huh. the weekend. I pickpocketed a church during a funeral. <laughs> And, yeah, then, and then I stealth right. through an o- then I stealth through an open empty room behind a shaman and bopped him in the back of the head with a fucking club.
1: Oh god! I'm
0: playing a non-murdery character. Oh god! He he won't kill.
1: Jesus Christ, man! What games don't you own? <laughs> well,
2: no. no. No, seriously, I'm looking at your list right now and it just keeps going.
0: I've gotten a lot of Humble Bundles. I can tell. (laughs) Also, like, three of those are review copies. Oh, just three of the almost
2: 300 games. Okay. Uh, Over 300, actually. Okay, so less than 1% of your games are review copies. You're good.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Holy shit. But, yeah,
2: um, I'm currently playing a half-elf archer because, of course I am, or ranger that's specializing in archery because, of course I am. Yep. It's a very standard build. Yep. And I usually go go with that or a, um, like, anytime I play a tabletop, I go with either a tank or a ranger for my first class that I do it, even, when, even if it's D&D, if it's a new rule set. Because if I can do those, I can play the game.
4: Yeah,
0: I am playing a Dwarven Rogue. Mm-hmm. And I also have built a Halfling Barbarian.
1: <sighs> yeah, with you, I'm gonna,
2: if I ever get you something, I'm going to have to go to my box of weird shit. Because you get all the main shit knocked out. Yeah. Oh, you poor thing. You got two worlds, too.
0: I called my halfling barbarian Milo Thorngage. His friends call him the Tall Crippler.
2: <laughs> yeah, my, my guy's more of a... He used to work in a uh, traveling circus because, you know, his mom did. And that's how his mom and dad met. And that's why he's a half-elf. Yeah. And the entire reason why he works there is because, hey, he's the trick shot.
0: Yeah, my What's his
2: goals figuring out who the fuck burnt the circus to the ground because that fire was intense.
0: Ba-doosh. Yep. Uh, my dwarf, he accidentally got his, he accidentally got like the only people, he accidentally got like his father, who was the only member, surviving member of his clan, killed because he stole from a rival clan and then was trained to be a thief by a gnome that was traveling through town and then was like, hey, adventurers get a lot of shiny shit. I'm going to steal some of their shit and then go adventuring. Oh wait! I just remembered
2: what was so fucking confusing as Theko. You can have a negative AC. that—that that
0: is dumb. Why? So, it,
2: so for example, sample: if the attacker has a Theko of eight, and the defender is has an attack a AC of negative three, it's eight minus negative three, meaning eleven. The attacker must roll eleven or greater hit. Which I'm just like, <laughs> done, done. Fuck this. I'm, like, glad, I,
0: I'm glad I'm playing fifth.
2: Yeah, fifth is good. Third is good. Second is... Like, it's good, but it's hard to fucking get into. But, yeah, this is for, like, AD&D first and second edition. Huh. And fuck
1: that. Yeah, that sounds real dumb. But... So, uh... Yeah, hmm. Alex time has technical issues. Well, while he gets back up, guess we'll lead on to what you've been playing.
0: Yeah, so uh, speaking of my 3DS earlier in the show, uh, the last game I played for it was Virtue's Last Reward. What is Virtue's Last Reward? Virtue's Last Reward is the second game in the Zero Escape series. With the first
1: game being Nine Doors, Nine Persons, Nine Hours. So the story of these games is, you are a person who wakes up in a room.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You were kidnapped and brought there, and then when you get there, uh, when you wake up, there are eight other people. Yeah. Uh, It is then then revealed that you were taken here by somebody called Zero.
3: Okay, do you hear me now? Yes, we do. Okay, I have no idea what happened. For some reason, my mic just randomly stopped working.
1: Huh. Lovely.
3: Yeah. Well my audio is gonna be no good now, I guess.
0: Uh are you we'll we'll work it out. Just uh get back and make sure you're recording properly still.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm recording now. All right. Okay, good. I Sorry will Sorry about that. I have no idea what happened. No worries. Yay, editing. Yep,
0: editing's fun,
2: right? Yeah. 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 This is why I'm gonna get someone to edit four of the video videos that I do a week because doing five a week is fucking killing me. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, anyway.
2: Anyways. Okay, so it's on da, 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 3DS. Da. Yeah, it's on 3DS and PlayStation Vita, PS4,
0: and Windows. Huh. I guess I got a re release. So, anyway.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the.
0: But yeah, so the original game was oh, just like you. that. You just were like a person, you woke up in a room, and then you had to solve puzzles to escape the room. And then when you did, you got into another room that you had to solve a puzzle to escape from. And there was like a visual novel story going on throughout. And going into the sequel, it is a very similar setup. You are a person. You wake up in a room. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's another person in that room with you. So then you, so the two of you have to solve a puzzle, which is you have to solve a puzzle. And they will occasionally chime in with color commentary. Once you do, you escape. And then you then you find uh, seven other people, and all of you have watches on these big ass watches that all have uh, a number, a word, and a color on them.
2: I remember this game. This is like if the first Saw movie got a good
0: game.
1: Yeah, so kind I've of been told. It's, yeah, c- kind small?
0: of. Uh, it's Virtue's Last Reward. Yeah, uh, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward.
2: It's the full title? And Interesting. let me correct myself. Apparently, the PlayStation Vita, PS4, and Microsoft Windows ports are coming in 2017 outside of Japan.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, uh, the, yes. the, ones, the ones that, 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 the the ones that have been to itself. yeah, the ones that have been released on like the one the, uh, the the Zero Escape game that are on all those platforms in America right now are Zero Time Dilemma, the third game in the Zero Escape series.
2: Yeah. So thank you for misleading
0: information, Wiki. Yeah, so before we continue, let me tell you the names of the characters in this game. Oh, there, I'm all ears. There is Fi, Tenmyoji, Alice, Quark, Clover, Luna, K Dero. Start Dio and Sigma. Wait, Dio? Uh not that Dio. Not that Stop. Dio. This Dio, oh, I had my I had my hopes up. Okay, <laughs> this Dio is a blonde bitch in a steampunk jacket and top hat.
2: Oh, that sucks. Because I was hoping he would rock for a long, long time.
0: Ah, uh, no, it is not. I Dio.
3: <laughs> I thought it was someone else, but it is actually I Dio. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, this thing, this game series, this game is kind of a. Who's who of currently working voice actors? Because like of those characters listed off, we have Tara Platt, Laura Bailey, Liam O'Brien, and Troy Baker, as well dear as dear God, M-
2: how much did they? How much did they shell out to make this fucking
0: game? Uh, I'm guessing not much because the game was already made and then they just ported it over. So like, I, I I'm, I'm I'm assuming that uh, like localization doesn't cost that much.
3: Probably not in the grand
2: no, scheme
0: just, of game development.
2: I'm just talking about just getting those fucking voice actors.
0: Jesus, well
3: they're not that expensive
0: compared yeah. to like. And to be fair, the voice actors just went on strike for better rates, so they were probably getting paid shit to begin with. Probably, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, another reason why they're getting paid is like, hey, so we sound sound the the non-disclosure agreement. It's like, yeah. So, um, the character that that you want me to play, yeah what's going on? Cause I don't want to m- play a character. That's going to be kind of like controversial. Okay. So yeah, we can't give travel. you those,
0: those things. Well, fuck, I guess I'm South African now. <laughs>
3: Basically shit. Yeah. They would, they wouldn't like tell them anything about their characters or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: like if there's anything controversial, they would not bring that up until after they signed their contract and were already locked in and couldn't afford to get out of it.
0: Yep. Also like no workers comp or like health insurance or anything, just fuck it.
2: Yeah, and like and voice actors sometimes to improve their performance will be will do in their voice acting while doing stunts,
0: you know? Yeah. And there's no stunt coordinators there. Nope, just fucking go do this shit. Like, and
2: I'm like, you know, that's there for safety and for it to look better, so...
0: Ah, eh, fuck it, if he breaks his arm, it'll look great in the motion capture.
3: Yeah, I think they just don't care.
2: It's like, okay, you cheap-ass of bitches, you need to start paying the programmers more, your voice actors more, just everybody more, because you keep on fucking the consumers anyways.
0: So I think it's, it's, safe, like so it's-, I think it's safe to say we staying with voice actors in their strike.
3: I guess so. I do. <laughs> but like, yeah, so uh yeah, feel so the, free feel free to disagree
2: with me, but I really do.
0: But yeah, so the game is you are you're playing as this guy named Sigma. I believe you are Sigma, and you wake up in a room with the girl Phi. Fi. Uh Phi's a bitch. And she might know more about what's going on than she bleeds on then she then she then she says she does BSU you ah. saw the puzzle it's 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 actually it was a it's a very much an adventure game puzzle like what I had to do was i had to look at a poster on a wall and note down the number of old people and babies uh-huh that's a just- Strange puzzle. Then I had to go to like elevator style, like, like, like a horizontal elevator style buttons and then push in the number of babies I saw and the number of old people I saw and then go over to the regular elevator style pad and push in the number three because there's a rabbit on the top and the main antagonist for as much of the game as I played before I got sick of it was a rabbit named Zero Three. Once you do that, an SD card pops out that you then put into this giant computer in the back that gives you a, like, a 3 by 3 grid with shapes of, like, stars, moons, and suns on them They, they then have to put into a safe that then gives you some piece of information. What the fuck are they smoking when they make these games? Because I want some. Then what I had to do. Was I had to go? Oh back. god, it keeps going! <laughs> yes, one had to do. Was I had to go back to the place where like the button, where like the buttons for the old people and babies were, and take off the ends of the handlebars because those were screwdrivers. I then had this is to getting really strange. Oh no, sorry, not screwdrivers, socket wrenches. So I then had to put the proper sockets on the proper wrench and then take off the bolts on this like fucking ventilation shaft that then revealed a sliding block puzzle. Once I solved that, then another SD card popped out, which I then grabbed, put the computer in the back, gave me a different code on the 3x3 grid. Then I had to put into in the safe, which turns out has a revolving door and like fake
1: back to it, where I then got the key to get out. Excuse me, I'm going to get high now to
2: better prepare myself in case this gets going.
1: The second puzzle.
3: <laughs> that was only the first one.
0: Yes, the second puzzle was I had to search around a room for nine different bottles of alcohol, three empty glasses, and the pieces of a globe. I then reassembled the globe and put, it back on the, and put it back in its little globe stand thing. I then had to go to a clock and set the clock to the right time based on alcohol.
1: Oh, wait,
3: what?
0: Um, what? Yeah, the so clock. now they're
3: both high and drunk.
0: The clock face didn't have numbers. It had colors wait, wait, wait. It had colors and names Based of things. On alcohol. Yes, the alcohol there was like fucking red alcohol, green, blue, blah, whatever. And then there was like island it was like island, sun, moon, galaxy, whatever. And so that's how you mix drinks. You know, you mixed a color and then the type of alcohol to get like a fucking red planet. Once I did that, then I, mean, I guess sh- it makes sense. Once I did that, a light then shone out of the clock onto the side of the globe, which then fucking sprayed out this image that had half the letters lit up in red. Okay, I am convinced this is what an acid trip looks like from the outside. I then mixed the drinks, which got me the code for the more information. I then had to solve a logic puzzle based on a man, his wife, and their child coming into a bar and ordering alcohol.
2: Dead man?
1: Yes. Give me,
2: give me a favor. Yes. If heaven forbid you ever become homeless, just go down to Atlanta, go into the the there's a Centennial Park, and just rattle off everything you you have said and are probably about to say involving this. And I guarantee you people will pay you for that sor- sort of observatism that's coming out of your mouth because this is beautiful and hard as fuck to follow.
0: So me going to a park and describing puzzles in a Japanese visual novel game is performance art. It's how you get
2: cool in Atlanta. Apparently (laughs) it would be fucking performance art there. It was like, yeah, I had like, no, like you just got to present it as in you're the person who actually did this shit, not in a game, but in real life. And people will be just like, "Wait, what?"
0: <laughs> if I get a this guy playing, awesome. bong- if I get a guy if I get a guy playing bongos behind, I can bring in the fucking scene. I can bring in the fucking hipster crowd and say, "Yo, dude, slam poetry."
2: Yeah, I'll just get you a fucking um, a turtleneck sweater and a fucking uh, beret, then.
0: Yeah, and then That's all you need. well, then they'll come up and say, "Oh, this guy's fucking trying too hard." Then I'll come out there wearing nothing, and they'll be like, "Oh, he's so fucking natural." Shh.
2: And just look down and go, "Mm, okay, I I can appreciate that.
0: And just so we're clear, that's not even getting into the story side of things. Oh,
3: dear God, there's more.
0: Yeah, there are nine characters. Technically ten if you count the antagonist.
3: And every one of them has something like that?
0: Uh, Every one of them has a backstory. And there are branching paths depending on which person you choose to go with. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So. So when you get so this you go,
1: game, my
2: mind is not ready.
0: Also, it seems to think green is a primary color
1: because of RGB. God
2: damn it! I hate it when they do that.
1: Yep. Uh, so for those who don't know, on
0: the color wheel, green is not a primary color. Yellow is. It's a
2: secondary color.
0: Yeah, green is a secondary color made up of combining two primary colors, blue and yellow.
2: Yeah, it's for the paint color, Will. Now, for the uh, printing slash...
4: Display, I guess?
2: Yeah, printing slash... um, Basically, and the same color palette your TVs and stuff use, they use combinations of... Red, green, blue, unless they're more advanced, then they also use cyan, magenta, and slate. is the actual name of the color. It's basically a grayscale to give, like, sharper plaques and stuff. But, you know, this is where you get your six and seven colored printers from. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are your primary colors, is RGB, red, green, blue. And that's why you can insert a hexadecimal code or an eight-digit hexadecimal code to get certain colors that, that hits the 256-color um, spectrum and the old stuff, and now it's in the fucking billions.
4: Yeah,
0: so— But, yeah,
4: suddenly that's getting a all artistic here. There.
0: So what you have to do is—so uh, so with the nine people, uh, you're divided into three pairs and three solos. There is the red pair and red solo, uh, the blue pair and blue solo, and then the green pair and green solo. Uh Uh-huh. The pairs then have to team up with a solo to access one of the chromatic doors, which are there in yellow, magenta, or cyan.
1: Oh, goddammit. They are going off the printing wheel. Yep.
2: And it is... Yeah, it's kind of fitting that I just offhandedly explained it and then it becomes part of the game
0: yeah they spend a lot of time explaining the fucking chromatic door shit and fucking color wheels and what have you
2: and I probably explained it a lot more simply
0: but yeah so then after you, ch- after you then choose a partner go into one of the chromatic doors and solve the puzzle Uh, The chromatic door was the alcohol puzzle. You then come out the other side of of this giant-ass facility where you meet up with the rest of your crew. And just so I can describe, like, some of the people, uh, so let me just actually pull up their names again so I can remember what the fuck they're called.
1: You got Sigma, Phil,
0: Tedrimoy. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so Sigma, uh, I didn't see him in the time I played. He was just a voice.
4: Uh-huh.
0: Phi is a tiny girl with white hair with a black flower in it. Tenmyoji is old man. Phi T- Phil, wow. I-, I really cannot
2: read Japanese. Yeah. Uh, Alice. And Phi is Greek, so there's twice on me.
0: Yeah. Uh, Alice uh. is dressed like Cleopatra. I think. Quark is a child with a military
1: helmet. Clover is an anime character who appeared in the first game. Luna looks
0: basically normal. Uh, Dio, like I said, steampunk jacket and top hat. K is if Zenyatta from, uh, from
1: Overwatch was like super swole. He's a guy in a big robot suit, dressed like a monk. Okay. Just. Huh.
2: At this point, I'm just waiting for Nothing blood to come out of my idiot, eyes or thing. nose or ears, because this makes no fucking sense, and yet my mind is going full tilt
3: trying to make it make sense. Yeah, we stopped making sense like five minutes ago.
0: Don't worry. Uh, Later on, they Im- no, don't worry. Later on, they involve time travel. Oh, oh goddammit.
3: That makes everything more complicated.
0: Yeah, and the antagonist is uh, artificial intelligence that takes the shape of a bunny.
1: Why a bunny? Because mascot. I mean, that's fair.
2: That's fair. You know. Okay, that, bunny. so far, has been the one thing you said about this game that makes any fucking sense.
1: The puzzles are mostly just poke around at everything until you see two things that kind of look the same.
0: And like the the fucking the thing that drove me away from this game was the story of it. Because like I am an anime fan. This is a well-known fact. We've discussed anime at length on like off like off, you know, recording and sometimes on recording.
2: How we we We've discussed anime on
1: recording in this podcast, yeah. And this was just fuck. Well, it is
0: it is taking like some of the worst aspects of some of the anime that I've seen, and just kind of cramming it all into one thing. Just. Taking all these characters, like fucking none of which are actually likable, with the exception of the guy in the big Buddha suit.
2: Okay, I have one question. Yes. Before before I make my comment about this, Dead Man. Um, did I have the obligatory, obligatory anime character with huge ass boobs?
0: Uh, that was Alice, the lady who's dressed like Cleopatra.
2: Okay, so now I can actually say the first thing that hit my mind and not the second. Um, congratulations. You just now know what it feels like to be exposed to anime for the first time. And the person exposing it to you picks it, picks something made by a (laughs) Bari. Your mind is fucked. You don't know what you saw. You don't even know if you like it or not. You just never want to go through that confusing (laughs) experience again.
0: No, here's the thing. I watched it. I understood everything that was happening. And I didn't like it. Not one bit <laughs> like like voice acting like I'm not a big dub guy.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So like whenever there is an option to do like Japanese voices, I will tend toward that unless it is something that I was exposed to and had no control over like DBZ, like DBZ, like Full Metal Alchemist, because like, I, like when I first watched Full Metal Alchemist, I watched it on TV and the only, the only play that was the dub. So now I actually can't watch the fucking FMA sub.
2: Yeah, like with DBZ, every time I hear Goku's Japanese voice, it doesn't sound right. It
0: doesn't yeah. sound right. No. And uh, same thing with uh, Persona, like mm-hmm. pres- like Persona Four specifically. I have spent hundreds of hours with Persona Four, and so now I can't hear anything other than the American voice actors.
2: Yeah, you can't unhear the American stuff because every time you hear the other stuff, you're like, "Wait a second, this isn't right." Um, yeah, exactly. When i What's funny is I have the exact opposite problem with Naruto. (laughs) When I first watched it, it was dubbed because that's all I had. Or no, it's subbed because that's all I had because it was a bootleg in a rack, right? Yeah. You know, you get like five seasons for ten bucks, that sort of thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I missed it. It's it's good, it's good. I was like, okay, sure, why not? Because it was something to spend those times when things are dull. Which is a lot. Um, The pronunciations of certain words don't sound right. Naruto, like the main character, Naruto himself, is a lot more relatable in the Japanese version to me than he ever will be in the American version. Simply because with the American version, I keep on wanting to punch him in his face.
3: I kind of wanted to punch him in both versions.
0: Yeah. And like in the English version, everybody kept calling him Naruto instead of Naruto.
2: Yeah. It's like, and even then it's just like, okay. With in the Japanese version, he came off like a prankster and he's just doing it because he's, you know, a stupid little kid that doesn't know any better. Yeah. He wants you attention. Know, or that's it. He wants attention. He doesn't care what kind. And the American version, he just, to me, for some reason, he came off like a selfish fucking prick.
0: Cause he was kind of acting like a selfish fucking prick.
2: Yeah. And, uh, the voice acting literally was the only thing that shifted it from me. I was like, wow, they, they made him sound like a selfish prick when he's supposed to be like this guy who's, yeah, he's sad because he's lonely, but he's being proactive about it and getting attention any way he can. Which like psychologically it's reasonable. Even in its unreasonableness, so like, that's not how it works, but you're he a kid, works, so... He, he,
0: yeah, he, he's he's working off of kid logic. He's, like, fucking 12. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's working off of kid logic, so it makes sense. Like, its it's unreasonableness makes sense because he's a kid. An American version is like, no, I'm doing this because I'm the best, and all you fucking suck, you goddamn pieces of shit. Fuck you, fuck you, double fuck you, you're not cool, I'm out.
3: Uh uh, maybe I just wasn't feeling it. I mean, I found him annoying, and I hated him in both versions. And you're and the, you know the what, voice you have acting run, to say the that voice acting didn't really change anything. I find him equally annoying. Yeah, don't also, worry. I end, a- also, I ended that. Also, I ended Naruto just hoping a meteor would just hit and wipe out the entire universe because I just hated just about everything.
0: Same here. Second like part like, like,
3: it wrapped up, but you know, like, like when I started out,
0: when I started out reading that series, I was like, okay, this is actually really cool. I can see why this is one of the biggest things out there right now. And then by the time the end came around, I was like, thank fucking God we can now move on.
2: Oh, I I quit halfway through. Cause I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. That, that's entirely fair too. Um, but that, and I also refuse to refer to any of them as ninjas because, the heroes don't act like ninjas, even though they're actually their job description isn't ni- a ninja, because to me, a ninja, good or evil, will use traps and gall to fight. Oh. honey. You know?
3: That's not but, how it works.
2: That's how it's supposed to work. Don't you know? It's like it's like saying are, the guys
3: of One Piece don't really act like pirates.
2: A pirate's a job description, much like vi- Vikings. Viking, Vikings just take over land via sea that's it pirates just steal shit and get on a boat and take him over illegally technically uh, what's the lead character Luffy is
0: a pirate because he stole the fucking boat well no he paid for that boat
3: yeah no well no the boat was basically given to him
0: well the first boat was given to him the second boat he basically paid for oh yeah yeah, the, the going Mary that he was given by the fucking Ram guy from oh, Usopp's yes, Island. Right. The second boat was was built by Frankie using the Straw Hat's money.
3: Well he stole he stole their money and built the boat and then decided to give it to them anyway, so it's kind of roundabout. Yeah. It's kind of he, a roundabout way of paying for it. Yeah. He but ran suppose-
2: he ran a con to get the boat, so to me that's still stealing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That's like a- That's a lot closer to being a pirate than Naruto has ever been to being, like, any character, or any of the heroes in Naruto has been to uh, being a ninja. The things that are closest to being a ninja is all the sound village fucks, because they used guile and cunning and traps. And, uh, well, to be fair... The
3: the only thing you have to do to be a pirate is basically just, like... Have a boat and say, fuck the government. government. Yeah, basically have a boat, have a flag, and be like, we're not following the government's laws. That's about it. Yeah. yeah, basically. Fuck you, it's like, be
2: man. A, it's like be a thief and have a boat. Not even and be a thief.
3: That, just well, fucking. It, yeah, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything illegal aside from like not when not worshiping the the the
0: world the law government. The, land. the
3: government works walks on. Basically, like as long, even you can just be like flying around, minding your own business. If you have a flag and you're like, we don't acknowledge the government, then you're a pirate, and they try to kill you. You don't even have to do anything wrong.
0: No, and like uh, there was a there was a like special chapter that Asia uh, Oda. Uh, released before One Piece began that was basically like a One Piece pilot episode mm. where he actually laid down that in his world there are two separate kinds of pirates. One of them is just like going around having adventures with their buddies and stuff still saying you know fuck the man but not like fucking raping and killing and whatever and the other one is the historically accurate version of pirates where they are just raping and murdering everybody.
3: Awesome! It's like Skies of Arcadia.
0: Yeah so yeah. Yeah, it's like all the-
3: there's like, there's like the heroic pirates that just kind of fly around and have adventure and then the the ones that rape and plunder.
0: Yeah, like all the bad guys are the Japanese equivalent of the standard modus operandi for pirates and then Luffy and his bros just kind of hanging out doing shit.
4: <laughs>
0: anyway, yeah. Uh, so Virtuous Less Reward was just boring. I was not oh. invested. I didn't care about any of the characters. I didn't even... I didn't really like any of the characters.
2: It sounded too convoluted for me to want to do.
0: Yeah. That was the other thing. Like it, there are, there are, there are mystery series that do front load with a lot of stuff, but it is like you front load it with the simple stuff and then build from there.
2: Yeah. You have revelations like, Oh, that's how this, Oh God. You know, it's interesting. Not here's this and this and this and this. And I'm like, Ugh.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You not- just
2: exp- that that primer you just went through melted my brain a little bit. Like seriously, I actually was checking to see if I would get some sort of blood coming out of my ears, eyes, or nose.
0: Yeah. It was. It. It was basically like if there was a like a like a season of an anime, and the first episode was twenty minutes of explaining how a game works with none of the characters doing anything active, just listening. Ugh! Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So after that, I moved on to a much simpler game: Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Oh, that's nice. That is a fucking phenomenal game.
2: Anything after that would taste a lot better. But you, you definitely got a palate cleanser.
4: Yeah,
0: nice. I. Well, well, the problem, the problem. So the problem with the Shadow of Mordor is I'm playing on PC, and the PC version is. Iffy at times. Yeah. Like, like I do not have I do not have a slouch of a system right now. Just for, yeah. any, just for anybody wondering, I'm running i7 4790K at stock, 16 gigs of RAM, at 2400 megahertz off of uh, an SSD and an HDD, and running a
1: GTX 970 graphics card. Dude. Wow, Uh, you got me
0: smoked. I'm not exactly fucking, I'm not having fucking four-way SLI fucking Titan Xs, but I'm able to run most things very well. (laughs) Because most games only use the first card anyways. Yeah, so I'm running, so I can run most things very well. Like fucking Battlefield 1, I got into that technical demo, I was running that thing, ultra settings, full 1080p. At the widest FOV I possibly could, and I was still getting 60
1: solid. With Shadow <laughs> of Mordor, I am struggling to
0: keep 60 with vSync on, and if I don't have vSync on, then the tearing is out the ass.
2: It sounds like it might have just been poor PC optimization on the developer's part.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say like if you force if you force VSync and like triple buffering and stuff through your graphics card settings, it works mm-hmm. better. And so I and so like I haven't gotten a chance to try that out yet. Like I have I have set it I've set it up in the Nvidia control panel, but I haven't actually mm-hmm. launched the game and tried it out again since.
2: Yeah, like that is a game I would love to review. And even if I, but but one I have to own a copy. But even if I did. I wouldn't review it until at least post um, April due to – I'm currently running a 750. Ah, yeah, that is – Like, if – you know, like, once um, tax season comes around, my show's going to hopefully be a lot better or or at least I'm going to be able to review a lot more games because I want to be able to show, hey, this is what the game fucking looks like if you got the money. So it still looks like shit, or it's,
0: or it looks, actually
2: does look amazing if you can pour the money into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So wait, are you running just a 750 standard? Yep. Oh, okay. Not even... Oh, yeah, that is... Not even a TI. Mm. And I have an i5. Oh, yeah. You won't... You just won't run that at all. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I can't. Well, like right
2: now I'm playing Fallout 4
3: on low.
0: I can't even find fucking numbers for a 750.
3: I don't even think mine is that bad, and mine isn't quite impressive. Like,
0: either. I just, like I just fucking pulled up. I'm just, I just did a search for like 750 Shadow of Mordor benchmarks. All of them were for the 750 Ti, none of them are for the 750 standard. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't even know what my specs are, but probably not impressive because I, this is just a store-bought PC. Well, I can
2: eh, what I call, like, side-shoot it.
1: But if they're, okay, 750, g six fifty gets around 50 frames a second.
2: What the fuck? The seven thirty gets thirty five, so that that's probably where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anything, I'm probably higher. If anything, I might be like forty five on the minimum, and yeah, like at maybe twenty. Yeah, well, that's what the seven thirty at with uh, a get. So is the thirty to. 43 so i'm gonna say i'm about 45 to 50
0: for the average but like either way like that game is still fucking great i still goddamn love that game uh i don't give a shit about the story like i don't give a fuck about the fucking ranger and his shit going on the only character in that game i like is
1: Ratbag, who is just the best uh, for those who don't remember, Ratbag is the orc
0: that you help rise up to the level of, of like chieftain.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And he is just the whiniest little shit, and he is so good. I fucking love him. Also, the dwarf. <sighs> this might be oh, racist of me dwarf. to say, but in every fantasy thing, my favorite character is usually the dwarf. Well, because dwarfs are usually written in a certain way. Yeah, dwarfs are the fucking give-no-shits kind of flippant Scottish guys.
2: Yeah, like every Scottish-slash-Irish stereotype is congealed into a dwarf. Every uh, um, French-slash-upper-class British stereotype is congealed into an elf. Yep. Uh, And humans can be any fucking thing. Typically, they're Americans. Typically, they're racists. Yes, again, Americans.
0: Every Except the Dragon Age. Well, actually, everybody's racist in every fantasy yes. story.
2: Yeah, no, but none of the races like each other. That's why, like, you know the, um, you know the uh, Trinity of the Ring was such a fucking big deal because you have a you've got humans, hobbits, and dwarves and everything working to, and elves working together. That shit just doesn't happen. Nope. And then D&D and D and D came along. Kind of respect each other. Yeah. Then D&D ha- came along years fucking later. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what if we didn't do that? Huh? Like, what if this was a normal inc- occurrence and we also have half, half orcs and half elves and all sorts of other things. So not only do these things get along, but they occasionally fuck.
0: We got what? fucking, we got fucking dragon this. people and mini giants and shit. They will want to see a half elf, half dwarf.
2: So a person?
3: I don't think that's possible.
2: Well, let me look at my book of erotic deeds, and they'll actually tell me.
3: Why do you... Have, never mind. I, I, I'm not really surprised at this point.
0: Yeah, so anyway, Ben uh, uh, move on to the final thing that I played. For that one chart, that's why I got it. <laughs> that, and I wanted to make
2: a character that his backstory was... Um, he he uh, he was a, basically a plastic surgeon as a mage. <laughs> And so, like, he would do rhinoplasty, he would, like, heal scars, um, make chicks' tits bigger, make chick, chicks' tits smaller if they were hurting their back, all that sort of stuff. So, like, say if a uh, five-star, you know, a big army general got scarred horribly, I would do my best to undo the scarring. That's huh. how I made money. Me like, before I became an adventurer. The reason why he was on venture is because even though I did my best, the fucking general still wasn't happy with it because it still didn't look the same, even though I told him beforehand, listen, I can't undo all of this. The burning's just way too fucking bad. Because basically he caught a fla- flask of acid to the face. So he's two faced? His- um no, it was the whole face. Ah, okay. Um it burnt out one eye completely and he was like, listen, I can get a like I can magic up a fake eye. But you're still going to be blind in that eye. He didn't like that. Um, there's still going to be some residual scarring because it's too fresh. This is going to take multiple treatments. He didn't like that. I'm just like, God damn it. Impertinent little bastard. And he heard me mumble it to myself after he left my office. So I had to get the fuck out of that town.
0: Passive perception was very high on that fucker, I guess. Dear God, yes. So anyway. Speaking of burning people's faces off, uh, I played a couple more episodes of Batman, the Telltale series. Nice. So uh, I have finished episode three. And for the two people out there who watched me play episode one and heard me say, hey, I'm going to be doing videos for every episode as they come out. And then realized I didn't do that. I have an excuse. What? What? So, when episode two came out, I recorded a video for that the day after it came out. Mm-hmm. I sat down, got everything set up, hit record, launched the game, played through it all, made my choices, did everything like I should. But then when I, I, w- sh- but then when I went to look at the recording, so, so I record through Elgato. I'm using yeah. an Elgato HD60 Pro. Yeah. And the Elgato Game Capture HD software. Yeah. And, so, and so, that, uh, so that shows you the time of your recording. That shows you the recording length. Yeah. The, I recorded for an hour and 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. The recording length was 24 minutes and 15 seconds.
1: And it wasn't moving. Oh, God, it glitched. So I hit stop record,
0: processed and exported the video, then went to play it. It was the first Uh 48 minutes of gameplay playing at double speed and missing half of the audio.
1: Oh, oh,
2: oh,
0: oh, God. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, oof. It was.
3: Was it it speeding the audio up?
0: uh, No, it wasn't.
3: Oh.
2: It was skipping the audio to bit crunch it, basically. It
0: was disgusting. And so I then got a bit disheartened and sat there for like a month, uh, kind of debating with myself whether or not I should like re record it, make new choices, re record it, and make the same, try to make the same choices, but let people know beforehand that, hey, I played this before, something fucked up, and then whatever. Or just say, fuck it, wait for episode three to come out, and then just say, hey, I did episode four, these were the choices I made. And by the time I made that decision,
1: episode four had come out. Mm-hmm. So, I decided to just fuck it,
0: and I recorded episode three. That recording went off without a hitch. Well, it's not actually the... Without a hitch in the recording, the video hitched... The, the, I mean, the game hitches like a motherfucker. Because there was a point, like, in the middle of that game where I was sitting in the Batmobile, driving home or whatever, and talking to Alfred. As I was driving, the game would stop, then then keep playing. Well, the game would stop, the audio would keep going, and then the video would catch up to the audio.
2: Okay, to answer your question... Or would answer my own question about the entire elf dwarf thing. According to the book of erotic fantasy, no. But surprisingly, a sprite might be able to, meaning whatever the um, chant, lowest chance of crossbreeding is for between the two parents, it, it's that minus 30%. A sprite might be able to with a giant.
3: I really didn't need to know that ever.
2: <laughs> Please ever, picture that in your in head. Ever in my life.
3: It's well, thanks like for a, that, I guess. Tra-
2: it's like a Chihuahua and a Bull
0: Massive. Just how please, would
3: that happen? No, no stop. Stop, <laughs> please. I, I can't take anyone. I, you
0: know, a bench. <laughs> a complex system of levers and pulleys.
2: That sounds like a fun Saturday night. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah, maybe.
0: Uh, so yeah, in episode three, uh, yeah, in the Batmobile, driving home talking to Alfred, and then, yeah, like the, the video for the game would just stop. Audio would keep going. Then the video would have to catch up to the audio before the next bit of audio triggered
2: oh god i'm sorry dude i've run into that problem
0: but no, no this wasn't in the um, recording this was in the game
1: no like during the game play yeah during the game the recording play. so while
2: you're actually playing the game it was glitchy as fuck yes oh
0: fuck that's probably what fucked the recording Then, yeah, well, so then, and and, no, no, this is for episode three. I captured all of this, so anybody out there who wants to check out this fucking hot ass release that is amazingly optimized, you can check it out when episode three comes out to the DeathstoreProds.com and youtube.com slash DeathstoreProdsVids. So, yeah, I. Yeah, I went through all that. Then I got back to the Batcave and. Batman pulled up a holographic display of the city, and the frame rate dropped to about one-third what it should have been. So, about 10. <laughs> well, 20. Because it's running at 60. Uh, okay. I-, I, figure-
2: I figured if they fucked up everything else, they would have locked it at 29.9 oh, no, it's 30.
0: Oh, no, it's running at 60. But it's a horribly inconsistent 60. Because Telltale cannot release an episodic adventure game nowadays without it being a technical mess.
2: And this is why I'm waiting for all of it to come out, all of it to be fixed. Then I might buy it, if I haven't moved on by now. By
0: then, but that, here's but, the thing: the story of it is keeping me going because the story is really good. Uh, it is incredibly uh, well written for all this shit that's happening. That actually makes it worse. It well, it, it kind of does. It is a <laughs> it's one of the things that kept me going with like uh with, uh, like, The Walking Dead. Like, Walking Dead Season 1 was rough. Just, oh my god. It, it, it was... I, I was lucky I was playing on a 360. Otherwise, I might not have made it through.
1: That bad, huh? Yeah, uh, Season 2 was much better. What fucked up with that was the recording of it, though. But...
0: Yeah so, yeah, so with this game, in episode two, uh, it's Children of Arkham. You go to, you go to uh, interrogate Carmine Falcone after remembering that, that Joe Chill was sent to assassinate your parents, not just to mug them. You then go and talk to him, where Renee Montoya, the future question, just straight murders him. Because she's been drugged. By a drug that basically reduces all inhibition, like takes away any concept of consequence, and lets you act in your base instincts. And her base instinct was to kill Carmine Falcone. I
3: mean that's a that's that's a fair that's a fair solution to many problems.
0: Yeah, so then as all that was happening, there were like more and more uh allegations being brought up against Thomas and Martha Wayne. Uh a mayoral debate was hijacked. And it, uh, and in that hijacking, uh, it was revealed that Thomas Wayne uh, had, had Oswald Cobblepot's mom subjected to Arkham Asylum, where he then injected her with an overdose of
1: drugs that made her catatonic. That
3: doesn't seem right.
1: No, it does not. Uh then
0: the big choice at the end of the episode was you like you had you had infiltrated the event as with Catwoman because it had been taken hostage and then once you got up on stage the big choice was either say, help save help save Catwoman or help save Harvey Dent. I voted to, I got I went to save Harvey because
1: Selena's a, Selena's a tough girl, she could take care of herself. Harvey could not.
0: Like mm-hmm. like I've seen the I've seen what happens when you don't save Harvey and that's when he kinda goes full two face. Yeah. Yeah, the, the penguin drops a stage light on his face that fucking electrocutes half his face off. So yeah, I saved him. Uh Selena took one in the shoulder, but got out fine. So I was right. God damn it. Also, there was the option to make out with Selena uh, in an alley behind a car hiding from the cops. I was in the very large minority. I guess, sorry, the very small minority uh, to not do that.
3: I wonder why.
0: Because it didn't seem right at the time. Like from a no, just,
3: I I wonder why it was the minority not to do that.
0: Oh, because everybody wants to fucking jack off. Obviously. Yeah, so they all, yeah, so that shit all happened to Harvey. Rule 34 exists for a fucking reason. (laughs) Yep, and Rule 34 came about in episode three. Much more naturally, I might add. So, yeah, episode three, we find out the big plan, well, one of the big plans, of the Children of Arkham, this big criminal organization that involves the Penguin, uh, led by somebody else who is trying to take down the corrupted elite of Gotham City. And just fuck everybody up. And what they were doing was they had, uh, like, like, the chemical, that like, the drug that made fucking Rene Montoya shoot Falcone. They were going to, uh, they had altered it in a way that it could be absorbed through skin, de- it didn't have to be injected anymore. And then they got a bunch of spray nozzles on the bottom of a Skytrain. Lovely. That's just, hmm. And then, we're going to, and then we're going to send that train into the he- most heavily populated station in all of Gotham City.
1: And then fucking go nuts. Like a wet t-shirt contents of death. Stop that. Fought the big bad who looks like a fucking Cenobite. Then I went and had sex with Selena.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad time he got around to that.
1: Yeah. Then Harvey showed up.
0: At which point he went full on Big Bad Harve from the Batman Animated Series. Nice. Yeah, it had been hinted it had been hinted at earlier, and yeah, they are straight up going that route where Harvey is where Harvey has multiple personalities. Yeah, schizophrenia.
2: Yeah, schizophrenia, dissociative identity
0: disorder, shit like that. Yeah. Where Which, once, where
2: honestly, once? the best way I've ever seen it done, Big Bad Harv, was actually his his brother that died because he was playing with matches. Huh. Yeah, that was like one version of it in the comics. And probably the best and most tastefully done. Because, I can't remember who wrote it, but they did a lot of research on how um, what is perceived as multiple personality disorder is actually, like, dissociative identity disorder and how it actually works. Versus... Um.
0: Um. The regular media you know, portrayal, shit.
2: Yeah, that. Yeah, like how it's done in TV and stuff. On how it's like that's not even fucking close. Yeah. Like, so like, how? Don't get me wrong. The actual way
0: it works makes no sense to anybody who's sane. Yeah. So uh it's actually kind of clever how they brought it up. So, like, so like at the at the event at the big mayoral debate Harvey got injected by that you know release inhibition drug and and when he was like and it was when he was like giving out his deepest darkest thoughts it was I want to save this city this city is worth saving and I want to fucking do that and so we got to hear that like all just through you know situational dialogue which really went a long way to make me like the character and I was doing everything I could to like, endear myself to Harvey so that when he went full two-phase, it was way more tragic.
3: Mm. Did it work?
0: Uh, a little bit. Because I, I was, like, being the best buddy to Harvey. I was, like, doing all this shit. And he was, like, uh, and then he, w- and he was in the hospital after the whole thing happened. And he was, like, oh, man, I was really hoping Selena would stop by, you know? Like, I, f- I wonder what happened to her. Like, it's like, it was, like, hey, whatever. And he was, like, kind of getting a bit paranoid about things. And I was, like, oh, don't worry about it. She'll probably be fine. She can handle herself. And then Harvey's, like, uh, and then Harvey like, starts little, like freaking out a little bit. It's like, oh, Harvey, okay. He's like, yeah, sorry. I that drug might have um, agitated a pre-existing condition because he had Big Bad Heart before and had gotten it under control through proper you know, therapy and medication. And that drug brought him right back out. Yeah. And he brought him right back it's out like, right after I had sex with Selena. It's
2: like if, uh, you know, like say, uh, addict, like, been clean for years and gets near doesn't actually do the drug but gets near someone who's currently on it it might fuck with him a little bit so, sort of thing except for this one was like no he's pretty much right about that tipping point to where he's about to start again I'm guessing
0: and not not really because he, he mm-hmm. wasn't an addict he had, well, like, disorder. He
2: had a, like he had a problem he got it under control because that's not something you just get rid of. It's something you, you have for life. You just ne- learn how to manage it through medication and therapy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but like what this was, was it uh, it like interacted with the medication in a way that kind of like stopped the medication from working. Mm-hmm. And then brought back out fucking Big Bad Harv. And then, he walks in, and then he walks in on somebody who he thinks is his best friend coming out of the bedroom of a lady he's into in nothing but his boxers. <laughs>
4: hmm
3: i'm sure it's just a misunderstanding
0: that's what i tried to spin it as
3: what
2: she tripped slipped, fell and landed on your dick
0: uh well, yeah. well no like the reason i was there in my boxers was because i got dragged there in my bat suit and i didn't have anything on with the bat suit then we fucked so there was a legitimate reason for me to be there in the underwear that didn't involve sex it's just we just don't have, to have sex too
2: it's like no, you don't get it. I got mugged and fucking, they took all my clothes.
0: Well, to be fair, I was also covered in freshly bloodied bandages.
3: I just, I just like hanging around in my boxers, man. It's comfortable.
0: And yeah, so then he, you know, fucking pulls out the coin, does the flip thing, all that shit. Uh, and we see that Harvey very much does not want to do what he's doing. Like, he kind of flips back and forth between being, you know, Big Bad Harv and Harvey. And and like Harvey is very much like he is very sympathetic, he doesn't want to do what he's doing, he he like wants help, he wants to stop, but he just can't because the other personality is too powerful now because of the drugs. And I like do everything I can to help him, but Selena is very much like, hey, he needs he needs professional help, dude. So then he fucked off into the, of the night to go be two face or whatever.
3: But he's not burnt but he's not burnt yet. Not yet. Yeah. But it'll happen.
2: And that, again, that's actually true to some interpretation of the comics, to where he started slipping, and that just was the final nail in the coffin is when he got fucked up like that.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, like Harvey, in many interpretations of the comics, he is, like, he puts on, like, a very, you know, fresh and, like, very law-abiding face, but you get him angry enough, then he can go just fucking full whole hog violent.
3: Harvey Two-Face, that's what they called me. Oh, wait.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, exactly.
3: Wrong. Wrong. Uh, wrong. That.
0: Wrong universe. But, but similar kind of thing, where he is very much kind of two faced, and then got the ass thrown in his face, and he's like, "Fuck it, dog.
2: Let's go full throttle with this shit." Then.
0: Yeah, and I really like the voice actor. I, I, I'm not quite sure who's doing the voice acting for Harvey Dent, but he did a goddamn great job, like playing the two sides of Harvey like they very much felt like distinct personalities while still having the same voice. And like playing, playing somebody with a, like a dual personality kind of thing. I feel like is one of the more fun and challenging things you can do as a voice actor.
2: You know, I just thought of something very funny that I just want to see somebody do once, but there's an uh, old Robin Williams bit where it's like, I'm here to talk, talk about a serious subject. Jack, uh, but involving, um, oh, where's the thing to where you like, you don't, you're losing your fucking grip on the reality. Uh, dementia. Yeah. Not dementia. Like it's Alzheimer's. Not Alzheimer's. It's a bigger grouping. Like, um, some sort of psychosis.
3: Schizophrenia.
2: Schizophrenia. There we go. <laughs> you
3: mean it's the like, thing I'm we're talking talk about? about
2: yes. <laughs> I couldn't remember the specific word schizophrenia. I just kept on going with this associative identity disorder. Um, I'm here to talk about a serious subject called the, you know, involving schizophrenia. No, he isn't. Yes, I am. Let the man talk.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that, that uh, like, I would like to see that time to like two face just once.
0: <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was a comedian I saw a few years back on like just for laughs or something. And he was like, and he was like, a. He's like when people go on a first date, they have like a card table and they just laid down all their baggage and like playing cards. And one of them is like, "I'm neurotic. I I want to see other people." And it's like, "I am. I am. I'm schizophrenic. I am other people."
4: <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Yeah, I cannot remember his name, but he had a pretty good routine. <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, I, that that's amazing. Yeah, then um, part with episode three: uh, Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin takes over when enterprises from me and then it's revealed uh the board voted me out the the board voted me out because you know allegations and stuff and then oswald cobblepot who just recently was revealed to have been telling the truth about his mom being fucking illegally put in arkham asylum Mm -hmm. it's a big pr move and he had also falsified all of his records and stuff to make it look like he had just been a that he had been a very successful businessman over in Europe and was never involved in illegal activities. Lovely. He even and changed his well, accent. That
3: story is, don't get it bored to vote you out. He even
0: changed his accent a bit, like because uh, in this in this version, Cobblepot is British. Mm-hmm. And so when he's, he's out there been
3: like, like that, since Arkham Asylum for some reason.
2: And so like when he really is, that's funny because he came off in episode one. He came off as an Australian
0: like australian he's he is like i think he's british i think he's i think he's supposed to be going for british but he is like a more he's more like a street level british like almost cockney yeah but then when we see him but again not as annoying yeah but then when we see him again like as taking over the company he is like very much you know the high class high falutin more classy british the the oh you know i'm
2: british we're we're a very conservative people yeah exactly and the, and he, Which it, I've never understood that sentiment because Britain has invaded almost every culture they've come in contact with.
0: Yeah, so he's like, oh yes, you see, I am, I'm, a, I'm a more classy businessman. And then whenever he's alone with Bruce, he's like, oh, you fucking wanker. And again, <laughs> playing those two different voices, like playing like, those two different accents from the same person, it is... I really like it. I really like all the voice acting in this. The voice acting is fucking spectacular. Yeah. And then... The big reveal—that the one behind it all—is Vicky Vale. Really? Vicky Vale is the leader of the Children of Arkham.
1: What the fuck?
3: How? Why? Because Who? fuck it. What? Like <laughs> that's like saying let's pick the person that makes the least sense to surprise everyone. Uh, like Vicky no, vale. if you brought Hush in out of fucking nowhere, that would have made more sense.
0: But no so here's the thing. As a person who knows some stuff about Vicky Vale's history, this makes no sense. In the realm of the game, it makes some sense. It's it's a problem. It's a problem with these more. It's a problem with these like more heavily licensed stuff. Like like with uh, the first Walking Dead game, or like the, or like any of the Walking Dead games. They don't really deal with any of the characters who we know from the comics and stuff. So they're kind of able to do whatever they want with, like, characterization and stuff. But one of the biggest problems I had with, like, The Wolf Among Us Mm
1: -hmm.
0: was that I was spending, was that I was, like, my time making the choices, they weren't being, they weren't, like, the time wasn't being spent, like, thinking about what I would do in the situation, how I want to, like, build the story based on how I'm playing the character. The time was spent thinking, how would Bigby react to this?
2: Right, which is the most appropriate route?
0: Yeah, and so having something like Batman, and having all of the major characters be long-running characters in the Batman world, any choices that you make that deviate from the norm are going to be fucking weird to anybody who knows the norm. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of why I mean, which is kind of why the like, it'd be like, like Damian
2: ha- Wayne. It'd be like if, like, say, for example, they have a Batman game where it has Damian Wayne and he was never in the League of Assassins. Sorry, that's the fucking norm for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it... Or, or if Damian Wayne was the fucking, like, child of like, Batman and Catwoman or whatever. Yeah.
2: Which, funny enough, Huntress was originally that.
0: Oh, yeah, she was from, she was from a separate Earth, but then the crisis happened. They folded her in and she was Batman's adopted daughter from a fucking crime family.
2: And then for some fucking reason... They made a fucking uh, TV show based on on that called Birds of Prey. Yeah, they talk did. about that. Anyway, I had the back season of that.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah. So somebody Batman. really
2: does not like me. Yeah, so <laughs> Batman.
0: Like uh, the game is the game could use a few more patches to iron out some of the harsher elements of it. But uh-huh. I'm liking it still. Like I like you know. I like the art style of it. I like the story. I love the voice acting. Oh yeah! It's just, well, I, I, I said, like I said, like the fucking like Virtues Last Reward was a fucking like voice actors who's who, motherfucker.
2: I think Telltale's biggest problem is, first off, I want to start with their greatest strength is they can tell a wonderful story. Absolutely, what they can't do. What they can't do is make a good game first. With them, the game is always second, so there's yeah. gonna be a lot of fucking issues because of that. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: It's 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 something it's something, just, something yeah. that a lot of people like don't really understand. They can telltale are fucking masterful storytellers. They are able to tell some incredibly gripping and like fucking fly by the seat of your pants like stories that are phenomenal that are able to elicit right. emotional reactions out of you that most games can never dream of getting however, however those stories are then <laughs> undercut by the game running at fucking half the frame rate of a regular game and having the textures look like some fucking muddied shit they've fucking scraped off a of dreamcast
1: uh try one step lower sometimes okay the like Saturn bingo coming soon
0: Sega to Sancharo, a telltale game.
3: I would pay good money for that.
0: I mean, fuck! What are you doing with him, Sega? Putting him in fucking would, Project Cross Zone?
3: Because he was in Project Cross Zone too. He's probably the best part of that game.
0: <laughs> so what we need to do is we need to get him on like a. On-
3: like the- oh
2: God! I'm sorry. I just had a flashback of watching all each and every one of those again. It was fucking crazy ass commercials.
0: Those commercials were amazing.
2: That and the Chuck Norris versus Cigar Shiro death battle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, from what we can tell, is that their fighting got so intense that they went to a different dimension. <laughs> I think.
1: <laughs> anyway. I was just like, yes.
0: Anyway, yeah. I will be getting to episode four soon.
2: Ish.
0: Yeah, and you can expect episode three uh, going up on the YouTube channel and the site in the next week or so.
2: That's going to confuse a lot of people in the future. So I would like, when editing, say, "Hey, this is why episode two is missing."
0: Uh, I said it at the Sorry. beginning of the first episode. I said it at the beginning of the recording. Okay, just like just like, hey, so you might notice that it was episode three where's episode two, and then I went into like the options menu and showed them the choices I made. Right. Because enough people have played this game that they know how the fucking thing plays out. So the choices should be fine. But anyway, moving on the final thing. Right. Uh, to that that I also recorded a video for. Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Ah, uh, yes. I've been waiting for this. So, I'm kind of a Digimon fan.
3: Just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little. Just a little.
0: Yeah, like uh, I watched it when I was a kid. I had spent a fair amount of time with Digimon Tamers, the third season of the show.
3: Well, I can say, what's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, season? Probably third. Tamers. Yep. Fair enough. What's your least favorite season?
0: Uh, I guess Adventure Two.
3: Ah, uh, yes. Okay, that's I, about right. If I remember right. Um, seasons
2: one and two. One, they're on the island. Two, they get back in the real world, but same kids.
0: Yeah, no. Well, of different kids, but some some of the same kids, but older.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're off the island. Same kids. Try was all the same kids. Yeah,
3: try is from episode. Try the kids from episode one or from season two, and I mean from season one, the kids from season two are mysteriously MIA. Yeah, Yeah, but
2: season two is where you had that one prick that got this really shitty uh, Digimon, so he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna make my own Digimon. Is that the one?
0: Uh, yeah, he
3: he becomes an evil overlord.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's the evil Digimon overlord. Yeah. That one was the one I like because I'm like, okay, so they're not recycling last season's plot. I am now intrigued.
0: Yeah, and then Tamers was uh, like, it was essentially in our world where Digimon was a pre-existing thing, was this big thing, and then a kid accidentally magics his fucking digivice that he used to play the digimon card game that then scans his fucking OC digimon and makes him a real digimon
2: now you know it's really crazy if you play all the games that the the games become canonized in that universe like both universes are canon canon with each other now through the games
0: yeah it's fucking
3: oh, yeah, weird they're like, it's like some alternate universe or something i don't know yeah you know, that's this all the it is fourth season where they become the digimon and nobody liked it but yeah, yeah.
0: Basically. so uh, yeah, so Digimon like Story digi Cyber Sleuth. Yeah, so Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Uh so it starts out in Summer
1: Wars. Like it is straight up some Mamoru Hosoda shit.
0: Like like it starts out in a chat room where you are just kind of hanging out whatever with with your buddies. Uh, and then somebody I just you know I'm doing air quotes around this.
1: Hacks into your chat room. And then says, hey, come to Eden tomorrow or I'll hack you.
0: Lolz, hot. Yeah. You then go to Eden, which is Oz. Like in every way, shape and form. Eden is just Oz from Summer Wars.
3: Or the world from dot hack.
0: No, 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 it is Oz. In, like, every way, including including aesthetic.
2: Okay, you got my attention now?
0: Like you, know how, like, you know how in Oz, like, the world is just, like, a white void surrounded by a pink, like, band, and then the city's just in the center of it?
2: Oh, God, I need to play Doc Hat.
0: Um, sorry,
2: yes.
1: <laughs> That's I, this.
2: I, I got, like, I just got, like, super nostalgic for Dot Hat, because I played the first two games and then I couldn't find the other two. <laughs> oh.
0: But yeah, so you get into the game. Uh, turns out digivices in this world are what is used to access uh, Eden, which is just a virtual reality internet. So does it even have a big-ass tree with an apple on it, or is it a
2: pomegranate? Because I've always been wondering the answer to answer that question.
0: Uh, no, it is just a, it is a big old metropolitan-esque city that is super white
2: so north atlanta
0: (laughs) yeah oh oh oh,
2: no no! it's white as in color not as in people my bad
4: yeah and And, and you (laughs) go
2: there by
0: uh
3: by by using brain devices or something
0: uh no uh but i think my if i'm if i was reading the dialogue correctly my goggles that i'm wearing because i'm a protagonist of digimon story uh those are my digivice You are the protagonist. You must have the goggles. Yeah. Yeah, so... If you play
3: the female, she uses them as a headband.
2: No, the guy does, of too. Of course. Oh,
3: the guy yeah, does, yeah. too. I thought, I, thought the, I thought the guy wears them.
0: Uh, no. No, he, the guys
2: always use them as a headband. They only wear them when, like, they actually need fucking goggles.
0: Yeah, like, you know, hey, we're in a dust storm. but I put on my goggles. But yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so you, you land this pavilion, you know, you meet all your buddies, and none of them have shown up yet. So you go asking around. Uh, you hear about a ghost story, and say, hey, if you want to know more, ask around about a white boy.
1: In so I Japan? S- that's going to be easy to find.
0: So I start going around, and in the video, I'm just saying, hey, you know about a white boy? And yeah, so then I bounce off to somewhere else, and then the fucking guy who invited us to Eden said, hey, where the fuck are you, you asshole? You're late, even though I'm early. And it says, come late. To- yeah, and it says, come to this fucking super seedy district of Eden where all the hackers live. So I head down there, meet up with the other two party members, uh, see a white boy run off into the distance. So we chase him. At which point, uh, the white boy shows up and presents me with a Digimon. Which one? Uh, So we have the choice of going with Terriermon,
1: Palmon, or Hagurumon. Okay, so... So uh, the bunny rabbit from Digimon Tamers. Got it. Uh, The plant
0: uh, Digimon from the original series. Okay. And some
1: sentient gears from video games. And people give Pokemon shit for Chandelure.
0: Yeah. I went with Terriermon because he digivolves (laughs) into a giant rabbit with minigun hands. I'm down with that. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. He's fucking great. He goes from fucking tiny rabbit who makes tornadoes
1: to a goddamn Gundam. (laughs) And then, again, I get into a battle with a
0: fucking pod that looks like it's a fucking early form of Dioboromon. And so... Combat is fairly standard RPG stuff. Like, there's a turn order on the side of the screen, which is interesting. But other than that, it's like, you can attack, you can swap out Digimon, you can use special skills, you can use items, you can run away. Standard RPG stuff. JRPG stuff, I should say. Yeah, like, visually, this game is real good. good. Yeah, real good. Like I, said, like, like I said, it's like playing a Mamoru
1: Hosoda film which is never a bad thing. And yeah, the gameplay
0: is so far I've only done one battle but it is what you would expect. Uh there is a bit more there's a kind of weird thing with a so you, so you can, so you get keywords. Mhm. And those keywords help you progress the plot or whatever or can like or can like give you tell you where to go for your next thing. And so what you do is you have to go around look for people with like little lock icons above their heads, say the keyword to them, and then that will unlock and then they'll say where to go next. Like, like in order to get to the place where I needed to go to meet up with everybody, I was given the keyword of Galacta Park Kowloon, which is the district I was trying to get to. So then I walked around for a bit, found a guy with a lock on his head, asked him about that and said, oh, I don't know anything about that. If you want that, you need to talk to a hacker. And I was like, oh, wait, there's a hacker by the entrance. So I went and talked to him. Talked to this guy. Yes, yeah, so I went and talked to him, who also had a lock icon over his head. And then he, and then he was like, hey, you want that? Hey, if you want the thing, I will give you the address. And then he gives me the URL. And then I fuck off, and he's like, nah, nah, nah,
1: you
3: fucker. That's pretty much what the hackers do.
0: Yeah. Also, their idea of what a hacker is is ridiculous.
3: It's like a hacker is just uh, people- Digimon to do the work for them. Yeah, most
2: people's idea of what a hacker is ridiculous.
0: No,
3: we need more hack.
0: No, this is this is dumber than hack the planet. Like, like so, like so you, like so, like somebody hacks into so somebody. Okay, I'm gonna say hack a lot of times in this sentence. When I do, imagine air quotes around them because I can't keep doing them every time. They'll just fucking they'll throw off my flow.
2: You'll, you'll, you'll do air quotes so many
0: times and so fastly, you'll get sl- a slight liftoff from it. We got it. Yeah. So in your chat room, a hacker hacks into it by sawing a hole through the floor. He then says, come to Eden at this time tomorrow or I'll hack you. So a bunch of people leave. You decide to go That's do it. it. You decide to go do it. You go to Eden. You go to this place where the guy shows up again. Then hacks you, giving you a hacker program called Digimon Capture, making you hackers. If you have the Digimon Capture program, you have no choice but to be a hacker. Apparently, you then the run off into the distance. Use it? Uh, nope, that d- don't work. You then run off into the distance to chase down the white boy, who is part of a hacking team called Team Zexon. Uh He then he then gives you a, he then shows you a Digimon program. He lets you pick one and then tries to get you to train them and says, hey, you are a curious one looking to fight with your fucking Digimon. That means you are going to be a good hacker. Hackers are the foundation of society. Hackers
1: are needed in order to protect Eden from itself. Yeah, I know. I play the game. In this guy's mind, all hackers are white hat hackers.
3: Also note that by hack... That means just make the Digimon do everything.
0: Yeah, by hacking means fight something with the Digimon.
3: That's how that's how you hack.
0: Yeah, because yeah, in this world, in this world, people have Digimon are basically script
1: kiddies.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Mr. Robot, this ain't. It's like oh,
2: I'm, from someone who's actually built a program that that was basically for a router that all it does is goes, hey. Um, let's see what networks that you've set to trust with your wireless device and it's going to act like that and it will give you all the same privileges, even going onto the internet. So I can, you know, swipe your credit card information and stuff just as, as part of a fucking class. Yeah. The shit they teach in college, right? Yeah. Um, because in order to counter it, you have to know how to build it. If that makes sense,
3: reminds me of Battle Network, where like you have to fight the ultimate hacker, and his his great hacking skill is sending Fireman to do everything. And then, <laughs> and then, and then when you and then when you kill Fireman, they're like, "Oh, okay, I guess I can't hack anymore because you destroyed my navy.
0: Wait, Fireman or Firemon?
3: No, Fireman. No, this oh, is oh, Battle, Battle Network. Oh, Battle Network. Oh, Mega, oh, oh, Mega
0: Man. Okay, I, sorry, it took me a second.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just, i it's the same thing, but it's like, it's like the, the only difference with hackers is, is, is that they just they just send their programs to do everything and when the sentient programs get destroyed you know that's it
0: yeah i am the world's they, greatest hacker go my sentient program hack for me they don't
3: actually ha- yeah they don't actually have any hacking skills themselves so yeah
0: it's like like hey you hacker write a command script what is that
3: what is that fireman make a command script for me
0: uh fucking fine whatever i mean <laughs> fireman or whatever fucking i don't know
2: yeah it's like and the entire time, Fireman's just over there smoking a fucking cigarette that he lit with his head and all Are you shitting me? Okay. Come yeah, on, just, kid. I need to get you educated.
0: Just fucking <laughs> let me just... Okay, let's do this shit. What are we working in? Linux? Okay.
2: Linux, which con? We're doing Unix?
0: What? What's the kernel?
3: What's the kernel? He just oh, says God the internet on fire and somehow it hacks things. This is
0: a Unix system. I know this. Are we doing this in Bash?
3: <laughs> I can Bash all day.
0: <laughs> if you want Bash, he you're going to want Guts, man. <laughs> I'm a firewall. <laughs> the jokes
2: are awesome.
0: Yeah, wait, that, that, that was actually a line. I was like, I was just playing that thing. It was like, oh, he's going to fucking hack their firewalls. And then the guy pulled up his fucking heads up to like, He's like, oh, no, my firewall has been hacked.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Like, sometimes I wish we could get, like, an animator to take s- some clips and animate it. For <laughs> when we say this, some of this ridiculous
0: That's shit. That's the goal. Like, fucking, we. I want to get this shit big enough that people would do that shit j- just because they're fans. Cause
3: they're funny, <laughs> because it's funny. Because this is amusing. I can't, I'm afraid I can't help you there. I don't have any animation skills.
2: Like, I can draw, kind of, but I'm doing it with a mouse, so animation's out of the question.
0: Yeah, and I, I kinda want and I kinda want like people out there of their own volition to do it because I feel like ourselves making animations of ourselves is kinda really douchey. Oh dear god,
2: yes, but I am but you know, I have no shame whatsoever. I do
4: <laughs>
2: Yeah. Like, you know. I, I I'm just like, hey, if I find something funny or enjoyable, even if it's just funny or enjoyable to me. I'm just gonna run with it until I'm like, okay, done. Next thing.
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to build this thing as like a real thing, and I feel like I can't be that gauche about it.
3: So you're not gonna whore yourself everywhere you go.
0: No, I'm only gonna whore myself to respectable companies like the fine oh, okay. folks at Amazon and Amazon.ca.
2: Not an ad. Hashtag could be an ad. Hashtag please sponsor us.
0: Uh, well, we do have affiliate. Re- well, we do have affiliate codes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for Amazon and Amazon.ca.
2: <laughs> well, th- that's for
0: Canada. I'm the U.S. Yeah, Amazon. And Am- okay, so Amazon, just, so and, dot Amazon. Com
2: and CA. Got
0: yeah. it. Yeah, that's why I say Amazon and Amazon.ca. Groovy. Yeah, uh, we, so, don't, uh, we don't really have room- those just in the footer anymore because I thought, again, kind of gauche, but you can find the affiliate codes on any of our Let's Watches.
2: Okay, cool. So uh am going to have to remember not to mention any of the time I've ever worked at one now.
0: You've worked at an Amazon? Yeah.
3: In a storehouse? I was a packer. Okay. That, oh, so you were a packing slave. Okay. Yeah. Is it true, I lo- they're, like, Is it true I lo- they're hilariously abusive and hit you with whips to make you work faster?
2: They are hilariously abusive, but it's more psychological. But I did lose 15 pounds that winter.
0: Okay, so full disclosure, Ziploc used to work at uh, Amazon. I, however, have not. And I made this decision before Ziploc joined the site.
2: Yeah, so full disclosure, I didn't even know. Like, literally, I just found out that you are sponsored. So I'm like, oh, oh no, remind me. Not, not sponsored. Not,
0: not sponsored. Affiliates. That's a There's a oh, difference. you're an
2: affiliate.
0: Affiliate. Yes.
2: You're to explain it's, it's,
0: that it's not an evil plan. It's like,
2: go ahead and explain this. The the difference now, just for full, full disclosure, out of curiosity.
0: Uh, from what I understand, sponsorship is the company contacts us to give us money. Yeah. Affiliate is we contact the company and ask for money. Gotcha. Like, so basically, we have a
2: link to where it's like, oh, we're getting traffic from this source, so we might give them money if we get enough traffic from this source.
0: No, it's like, no, it's like, hey, hey, somebody bought something that had your affiliate code on it. Here is here is four cents for every dollar they spent.
2: Yay! We made a part of a penny, part of, part a, penny. of a Canadian penny.
0: Well, actually, wow, well, actually, through Amazon.ca, I did earn twenty-five dollars in Amazon gift cards. Awesome! That's that's something. And that's been over the past six years, and that's the most money we've made. Awesome! Twenty-five bucks in six years. We have a gross annual earning of about a buck do
2: uh, Don't worry. Um, considering the amount of work I've done just this year, so far I have made, um, I think two bucks through YouTube. Mm. So all the work that I put, if you break it down to an hour, I'm making
0: a penny every five hours. We could be making a couple bucks through YouTube, but we aren't big enough and I don't really like, once we start getting like... If we it's start a flooded getting, market, dude. Yeah, yeah, but like, if we start getting over over a thousand views a video, then I might turn ads back on. But until then, the ads are staying off.
2: With me, I'm just turning them on just because it's like, okay, here's a thing, and it's a looking at. It's like, okay, what's my CPM? That's the best. That's the easiest metric to look at and see as far as that, because if the CPM's high, that means people are actually watching the whole thing. Anyway or more of it.
3: We tried to put ads on and almost immediately got hit with copyright strikes. So, you know (laughs) we decided that was a bad idea. Yeah, that's fair. So anyway. Yeah, they they didn't care they didn't care about what we were talking about in the clips we posted until like, what, you're trying to make money off this? Oh no
0: You motherfucker.
2: You cannot make money off of our shit. We make money off of our shit.
3: And I'm like Dude,
2: I'm not uploading your movie.
0: Quit it. (laughs) So anywho. Yeah, uh, first episode of Digimon Tamers will be over in the next couple days. I mean, first episode of Digimon, Story. sorry, not Digimon Tamers.
3: Yeah, Digimon, right. So you you just got this game now, right?
0: Uh, I got it a little while ago, like like last like a couple of weeks back, but I haven't gotten a chance to, but I didn't get a chance to play it yet because I'd been procrastinating because I was like, I'm going to try to make videos for this, but it is one of those games that will be a fairly long series. And uh-huh. I, even say, I even say in the video, like, I have been very consciously trying to avoid doing, like, very high double-digit or maybe even triple-digit episode series because I just find those to be just incredibly, uh, like, boring. After a while, yeah. Um, The one thing I've found with RPGs, as far as, like, the
2: creators who do it, the the way they do it, that I like, there's one that I don't like, is if they do, like, a majority of, like, the tedious grinding... Off-screen yeah yeah that helps like that alone makes it so much enjoyable as a watch and also it's another reason why i won't ever do let's plays with just me unless it's like a co-op game and i have like my friends there yeah because i'm a boring
0: motherfucker
2: <laughs> on my own i really am
0: like i've with- had a few years of practice doing movie commentaries so I've been able to develop a certain level of improvisational comedy talent in terms of reacting to things.
3: I went yeah. to comedy school.
0: It I didn't did not really
3: help. But, you know, I, I, I just I just like saying that qualification. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: So it I, didn't I worked really help much.
2: <laughs> really? Because you're actually kind of fucking funny. I um, once took an improv class.
3: No, I, took, I took like I took like 20 improv classes. Yeah. You know, I am I with
2: a I'm I'm a guy who works good with a script and I don't follow the script. I improv from the script, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I treat
2: I treat a script like an outline and I'll write my own script so the script writer is not going to yell at me.
0: Trust me, I know a thing or two about comedy. A couple years back, I went to a college I went to a college improv performance.
4: I oh, think so you I know cl- what I'm talking clown about. College?
0: Uh, no, actually, it was a geology class, improv com- improv comedy troupe. Huh. Wait, a geology class? You know,
2: most fucking rock hounds I know were dirty motherfuckers. Uh, no dirty comedy and not
0: a single rock pun.
2: No, like, out of, like, geologists and excavators and stuff that I know, like, people that do that shit for a living... The dirtiest jokes I've ever heard have came from their mouths. I'm talking to the point to where the, if they told that shit at a gas station, the attendant would walk out and say, like, can you watch your mouth? We got truckers in here.
0: Yeah. Again, no real dirty jokes. Uh, the only thing that was there, though, was people trying to improv a song to a guitar riff that changed the length of each bar.
2: Oh, dear God.
0: Yeah, like. Like like there like there's like a very clear beginning and end to the loop, but he but the guy kept changing how long the loop was. So lovely. There was, so there was no way to get an actual rhythm in order to try to make up lyrics.
2: Oh, that's that, that. sounds fun. Oh yeah, it was. That that sounds hilarious to watch somebody fail that hard.
0: To be fair, to be fair to the people who are actually performing, not like the not the guy playing guitar because he fucking sucked, but to the people performing. They were trying. Yeah. They were doing their damnedest to get the jokes out there. And they more or less succeeded. People were laughing. And, I, and from looking around the room, they weren't being laughed at. They're being laughed with. Yes. Yeah, so in that, I- in that regard, fucking A+. Plus.
2: It's very hard to dance on that line like some comedians do to where they do a self-deformation comedy. Yeah. Like Rodney Dangerfield. You're laughing with him while he's making fun of himself. Yeah. And that is a hard uh, line to dance because sometimes it's hard. Sometimes they'll start laughing at you. Yeah.
3: Anyway, it doesn't always work so well as I found out.
2: No, it does not. Yeah, but anyway, no. Um, ev- eventually gets one note not annoying.
0: That's what I've been playing.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, new so, videos. Oh, yeah. As, yeah. as, as I was vid-
3: trying to say, new videos um, for
0: me coming soon. Just letting you know about that. Also got a couple more of James's videos for last one out in the in the in on the docket for upload. Mm-hmm. So keeping that train rolling. Yay! What about
1: that?
3: Alex, your turn. What have you been playing? All right. Well, per- first off, I-, I was trying to say, uh, because uh, you didn't get Cyber Sooth in the first run, you- there's a few mon you-, mons you can't get, but it's really not that big a deal. But I, yeah, I hope I'm- you did not want Black War <coughs> Grimmon. I'm not, I'm
0: gonna- of- yeah, I'm not <laughs> fucking playing this game to get fucking 100% every Digimon.
3: Yeah, no. Basically, all you, you don't get Beazlemon Blast Mode, which is- requires a metric ton of grinding to get anyway. And you don't get the black versions of, like, the, the war, Black War Greymon, Black Metal mon stuff like that. But it's really no big deal. There's still plenty of other stuff in there. Yeah. All right, so so I went crazy during uh, Black Friday and uh, got an awful lot of games, like both Tales of Zillias, both Devil Survivors for the 3DS. Uh, What else did I get? I basically I got I think I got all the all the Shin Megami Tensei 3DS games except for four and apocalypse. Nice pull. Just just because I didn't want to uh yeah, I well, I went a little nuts. I didn't buy Pokemon Sun and Moon. <laughs> even though I was thinking about it. I decided no, not yet.
0: Yeah, I figured you would've that seems like the kind of thing that
3: like hey Black Friday sale, it's fucking yeah, this shit.
0: Who doesn't love the so, Pokemans?
3: Yeah. Yeah no 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 no. I was I was gonna do it, but they they won't let you transfer stuff from Gen six to Gen seven until January. Uh, So I was like, oh, I I would have bought
2: it
0: for cheap and waited. (laughs) Also, that (laughs) it also uh, wasn't
3: on sale because it just came out.
0: And also, that uh, I did was a sympathetic uh, because I don't give a fuck about Pokemon.
3: I know you. Yeah, well, it's okay.
0: Yeah, like I care ish. (laughs) I, I I'm
2: like out of the. Out of the three of us, I think you're the guy that's in the Pokemon. He's the guy in the Digimon, and I'm the guy that's like, I care about those things sometimes. It's uh, one of I
3: those. Like, whenever I like there's, both, but uh, I like both mons, but uh, I mean, here's the I, thing.
0: I, here's the thing. Like, I enjoy Digimon more than I enjoy Pokemon, but I and I've spent the most time with Digimon. I still don't know dick about Digimon. Right, I, I'm the guy that can
2: like carry conversation both ways and just be like, oh, cool, because. I dipped my toe in both waters. I was like, with Pokemon, I played more of the games. With Digimon, I watched more of the shows.
3: Now you'd be surprised. Like, I, my friend's uh, son, like, doesn't want to talk to anybody or interact with anybody. And then I started talking about Pokemon because I saw he was playing it. And, like, now I'm his best friend.
2: <laughs> it's like, you like some of the same things. I like, we it's must like, be
3: friends. It's like, you speak by language. Ah, yes,
2: friend. So uh, there, there, there was a comedian... Back in the day when Pokemon first came out, I was getting big. And he was like, you know, I have a nephew. And one day he kept on going through like all this Pokemon stuff and telling me like, you know, this one does this and this one does this and this one does this. So I took him to the bathroom and went through all my hair care products, my bathing products. A deodorant and everything one at a time saying what it does and why I use it and what it's for and told him that's exactly what he's doing to me. Okay. Okay. I just thought that was hilarious. Cause I'm like, yeah, when you're talking to somebody who doesn't give a shit about it, that's exactly what you're doing to them.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, uh, I- I've barely gotten to most of these games yet, but, uh, I got through Devil Survivor overclocked. That's Devil Survivor one, the three DS re-release, which is basically it's basically your average Megami Tensei game. You know, you're hanging out in Japan, having a good time, and demons appear. You
0: yeah. know, then the
3: world ends. <laughs> no, the de- no demons appear, and then the whole the whole uh, the whole city of Tokyo gets locked down.
0: Yeah, you know, naturally.
3: Yeah. Naturally, when so, when uh,
0: demons show up, you fucking lock that city down as hard as you can, so those fuckers don't escape.
3: Yeah exactly. so so you're stuck in um you're you're stuck in uh you're stuck in Tokyo with a bunch of hostile demons
4: mm-hmm. and
3: uh, the main character's uh, older cousin like gives him and his two friends you know programs that let you control the demons like my god my tense usually works
0: yeah it's on your smartphone
3: it's on, it's on your smartphone actually it's it's on it's on a che- a cheap mock up of a 3DS <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, when did when did that original thing come out cuz they didn't have smartphones back then?
3: No, 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 no. It came out I mean, they bought it. It came out I think 2000 2010, 2009. It was a 3DS game. They re-released it on the I mean, it, it was a DS game. They re-released it on 3DS with voice acting and an, an additional uh, extra scenario at the end. Oh no,
0: 2009. So
3: Yeah, they had smartphones. They were called Blackberries Yeah, They had smartphones. They probably just weren't quite, you know, around the, they, Well, they, they
0: weren't they weren't what we know as smartphones today.
3: Yeah. which is basically a cell phone.
0: But, you know, like, so, like like apps and stuff weren't really a big thing
3: yet. No, not yet. No, there's no apps. There's no apps on your Not 3DS that you summon the demons with. Well, there's, there's, there's like a fusion thing and a, an auction thing where you can buy demons, but it's, it's not called apps. It's just called, you know, things. They're like, it's a gaming system that you could check your mail on and also summons demons.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a it's, fucking...
3: It's a fucking. It's not a 3ds. Oh, I'm, tr- no. I'm trying to remember
0: the name of it. Uh, fuck. God damn it. Shit. Ass. I'm trying to remember the fucking name. It was uh,
3: In the game, it was like so- no, no, no. Something no not on. in the game.
0: It was like a thing that existed. Like, they were like a, like a digital assistant or something. PDA. PDA. That's it. It's like a PDA.
2: Personal digital assistant. A PDA. Yes.
0: Thank you, Ziploc. I that was going to drive me fucking nuts. Well, you know,
2: it's kind of like having a steering wheel in your pants. It drives you
4: nuts. You get you get one. I
3: I throw a tomato at you if I can hit you from here.
0: You get one.
4: That was your one. I,
3: I had to tell the horrible
2: joke. That how it normally goes is, it's like. Pirate walks into the bar with a steering wheel in his pants. Bartender's like, What do you have a steering wheel pants? He's like, Ah, it drives me nuts.
0: Yar, it be driving me (laughs) nuts. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yar.
2: Yar. Yar. Welcome to uh, the Yar cast.
3: (laughs) Welcome to the Pirate cast. We the... already discussed pirates before. Yar, matey. To...
0: Welcome back to the DestorProds.com pirate
1: podcast. Yarr. Welcome to the YarrCast, an official cast of Pirate Bay.
2: Not that we were
0: promoting that or anything, not that we're, but... Not that we promoting I'll... piracy. No,
1: no no,
3: no. For <laughs>
0: no, legal, no, no. For legal purposes, the folks at com do not promote piracy. I'm totally against piracy. Unless, um, you That's know...
4: Not,
1: no, no, no.
0: Unless you're talking
3: about, like, a video game to where you play as a pirate. That's fine. I mean, I mean. But stealing shit? No. I'm against piracy. Unless you're talking about sailing around in the ocean in a you know big ship and, like, just swing onto people's ships and robbing them. That's cool. I'm you against piracy. Down- you better not download any games.
0: <laughs> Don't copy that floppy. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. Yes, I would.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could if you would, you know. Like,
2: you man, have you ever seen the the future i a parody of those videos uh, to where it's like it's like you wouldn't steal a car and Benner's like yeah I would you wouldn't steal a human heart I totally did oh dear god <laughs> <laughs> you no
0: know, I'm, I'm just imagining like those like things nowadays just like seeing people 3D printing cars <laughs> it was like oh god uh, you would wouldn't you you sick bastard
2: with with the current metal ones uh, like at the rate that they're Going, you might be able to print out car parts.
0: You know, but I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about like full working cars. I'm talking about like fucking like Hot Wheels.
2: No, no, no. Like, I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what like, you're talking about. Okay, here's this. It's like you eventually
0: just make a car from a fucking printer. Yeah. You wouldn't download a car. Well, I just did.
3: <laughs> I just didn't. I assemble it and now I'm driving it away.
0: You wouldn't download a pizza. Motherfucker, I just did.
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can 3D print food. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, yeah, we're not we're not Star Trek yet, where you're like, "Hey, replicator, make me a pizza, feed. tea, Earl Dre, hot." Now, it, I, now it has I to just... say hot because if he doesn't say hot, the computer forgets to make it hot for some reason. God yeah, damn it, computer! I don't want iced tea.
2: <laughs> like now, for some reason, I want pepperoni and pepperoni mushroom spinach pizza with buffalo sauce.
3: Well it's too late now. Ugh. Unless you have a unless you have a twenty four hour pizza place by you.
2: Well, even if it wasn't, I could make that shit. I'm just don't have I just don't feel like taking that much time. That's
0: that uh, fucker's name. Okay. Shit. What? Uh the fucking white boy. He pulled out a Digimon that I couldn't remember the name of. It was fucking driving me nuts. It's Machine Dramon.
3: Oh, I could have told you that. Machine Drumon? Yeah, Machine, Machine Drum-on. Drumon. Yes.
2: Not machine drama mon as I heard it the first time. Yeah.
0: Machine drama. Okay. I d I that was fucking pissing me off looking at that shit like
3: what the fuck are you, you asshole? Drama usually means it's vaguely dragonish. But yeah, um, it, it,
0: Japan, it, thank you for all this weird shit that
2: Deadman's currently playing. By the way. Just wanted to throw that out there.
3: <laughs> right. I don't what was I talking about before we started talking about pirates and all the Devil shit that you got. Okay. <laughs> so so anyway. So they locked so they lock down Tokyo and there's demons popping up all over the place. And then the angels ascend from heaven. And uh Again. As you again, do.
2: As you do. You know this this is just a normal Wednesday on Tokyo. Most people are not even paying attention to it, and they're like they see it and they're like, oh, Okay. Well, let me get to work.
0: Yeah, I remember and a guy when's who worked for this, show up. I remember a guy who worked for this site went to Tokyo. He was stuck there for an extra week because a fucking stone dome was put over the entire city because of a fucking war between gods and demons.
1: Yeah, you um,
3: know, as you do. So, so that the angels are, are attempting to um, to judge humanity, or something like that. I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Really clear. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, basically. Yeah. I'm not, not going to repeat the whole script offhand. So it's basically it plays so like be uh, the
2: first 45 minutes of gameplay right there.
3: Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, so it, it game plays it plays like a, a tactical game slash RPG, which means you're you're on like a, a tactical map, like Final Fantasy Tactics, I guess. But when you get within attack range, it suddenly turns into a, you get one round of a typical SMT RPG battle.
2: Okay, so it's like a Final Fantasy Tactics was blended, like, its combat system, or, like, any tactical RPG. um, What's just one with that Nintendo typically points out? Um, Fire Emblem, I think, is what it is. Fire Emblem, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's Fire Emblem, when that little cutscene plays towards just one attack against each other. Instead of that, it's... When it goes into that cutscene, it's actually a sub-menu to where you're... Like, a sub-battle system to where you're actually... Playing a yeah. turn-based RPG for a bit.
3: It's like it's like a Final Fantasy Tactics when you hit attack, you suddenly were brought into an FF7 battle screen, but everyone only got one move, and then your turn is over.
2: And then it goes back to moving units and attacking. Yeah, yeah.
3: And then, then it goes back to the to the map screen, and it's the next unit's turn, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Okay, so that's basically how it works. It's that, interesting. That is ingenious, and whoever thought
2: that up. Like, whatever team thought that up deserves a fucking pay raise. I'm calling it right now, because, you know, both turn-based RPGs and um, tactical RPGs are getting boring to me. That would liven it up alone.
4: Yeah,
3: so... um, So basically... So, so you you go through events. There, there's free battles where, like, you can just fight random demons for experience, and then there's story battles which advance the story. And after a certain amount of story battles, like the day is over, and you go from like day one to day two.
1: Mm-hmm. So it
3: takes place in the course of a week. And as and- it goes on, you meet more characters and stuff like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, there there's seven days, and uh, at at the end of day six you uh, you have to pick, and depending on the interactions you've had, you have cer- a certain amount of ending routes available. Like in SMT usually works, you know, there's like, there's the one where you just go crazy and decide to embrace chaos. There's one where you side with the angels and try to get law. And then there's one where you try to like, you know, turn against everyone. As you do.
4: as you do. And then
0: there's the ending where you get abducted by aliens.
3: Is this Silent Hill 2? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Not that one. So, and uh, and the thing is, there's like ten party members, but like for most of the game, you only have four or five. So, uh, most, most SMG. of the el- yeah, yeah, yeah. So most most of the, the the final party members are like reduced to the last day, and like if if you go chaos, then like the the evil guy who's been like embracing like uh, survival of the fittest throughout the whole game, he joins you, but all all your lawful friends leave. Hmm. And stuff like that happens. So, and there's very, and there's only there's one route where uh, you get everyone, but you have to do very specific things. Like it's one of those. Okay, I need to pull up
2: a step by step guide and do this basically frame by frame, sort of thing.
3: Yeah. Like there's there's a there's a minor character who could die midway through the game, and if she dies, then uh, you're pretty much locked to one ending. And it's and it's the bad ending at that. Well, of course, because someone died for it to happen. Yeah. So uh, so that was the original DS game, and uh, then the 3DS adds an extra eighth day, which picks up from three of the like I think five or so endings. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really remember offhand, but like, um, like if you sided with the angels and uh, you brought peace to uh, Tokyo. Then, uh, then there's an A where you're working with the angels, and you have to prove to them that uh, you know humanity doesn't really suck and doesn't need God holding their hand, right? Or if, if you went full chaos, then you're like, okay, now you're in control of the city. Are you gonna, are you gonna try and be a relatively benevolent chaotic ruler, or are you just gonna kill everybody?
0: Benevolent chaotic ruler is a sentence I never it's, thought I would hear.
3: Yeah, well, it's, it's well, it's,
0: there's it's, such a thing as chaotic good. Basically, yeah, it's, I, it's I like, know, but you,
3: still. It's like are you, are you just like gonna a beat- chaotic ruler alone is weird. Yeah, basically, it's like are you gonna are you gonna beat everyone up and break their devil summoning summoning uh, devices so they have to follow you, or are you just gonna kill everyone outright and rule over like ten people?
0: Benevolent chaotic ruler would be like if you're yeah, ruled yeah. by the Punisher.
3: Yeah, well, it's it's like I mean, it's it's survival of the fittest, but it's basically: are you just going to beat everyone in submission, or are you going to flat out kill everyone and just rule alone? Basically, you, is how it works. With me,
2: I'd go fifty-fifty. Um, coin flip it, everybody. If it lands heads, you die. Tell I break your shit. Other way, you're fucked.
3: Uh, it doesn't really at the at the beginning of the ending route. Basically, you're like I'm just going to fight. It's like I'm going to force people to submit, or I'm just going to kill everybody. And then that's basically it. You can't pick like target by target hmm So uh
0: But what if you could then, for the entire it, population of Japan?
3: That would be interesting. But the uh, like
0: game the game is two hundred hours, and the last yeah, hundred we'll are through. and the last hundred are you just selecting every person individually you're gonna kill.
3: Right? So so the, the the benevolent chaotic ruler is actually the ending where you get all the party members.
0: And then you get to the end you accidentally, you accidentally hit the select all button and then hit then hit confirm and you're just like fuck.
3: Yeah. Cause like, cause like the, the guys that ran off because they're like, you're you're you chose to be the demon lord. We can't we can't trust you. And then they leave, and then they come back, and they're like, oh, you're not killing everybody after all. Okay, I'll rejoin you. Huzzah! So yeah, the 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 evil slash but later good ending is the ending where you get everyone right, right. which is interesting. Okay, and then and then there's there's a uh, then and there's actually an extension to the bad ending. Where, awesome. Uh, yeah, well, the bad ending is basically you just leave you, you and your two friends you, you jump the blockade and you leave and like you just leave the rest of the city to their fate.
0: Yeah, fuck which them. Which is
3: bad. Which is bad because without you there, that means that pretty much they're gonna take over the planet. So uh, basically, the, the ending stat is basically you get home and then the government is like, "Wow, you really screwed everything up," and then you have to go back there and fix everything. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I thought I was out, but they pulled me back in.
3: Yeah, well, they're like if you don't come back, then the the planet's going to be overrun by demons. At
0: which point you're like, just, just I don't give a
3: fuck. I'm moving to Mars. Just saying, yeah, you you might want to come back and help us out here. So so that was pretty good. Uh, I haven't gotten to the second Devil Survivor yet. So and and then I started playing Tales of Zillia, which is uh, the one of the Tales games I never got around to playing. So, uh, Tales Games is, is pretty much your standard throwaway, you know, fantasy RPG story. They're usually average to to decent to terrible at best. Nice. I mean, they're usually they're usually terrible to decent to average at best. I mean, so <laughs> right. like it's 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 very it's very weird for the Tales Game to have like a really great story. Mm-hmm. You know, but but the the gameplay is fun and the characters are interesting and stuff right. like that. And uh, so. So Zilia Zilia is interesting in that uh, you you can pick one of two leads, the girl or the guy, and uh, usually the lead character is like a swordsman and he has the usual Tails swordsman abilities, like he can toss out a shockwave with his sword, and he can uh, he can use the various uh, you know standard Tails protagonist attacks, and uh, that's not the case in this game. The main lead guy is a fist fighter. So he uses Mm -hmm. martial arts instead of swordplay. And uh, the girl is a swordsman, and she has, like, various magic abilities to change it up a little. So the system is mostly... So she's
2: kind of a spellblade, and he's a monk.
3: Basically, yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, those... Those classes are... uh, They have been in Tales before, but it's usually not the lead. The lead is usually a swordsman. Yeah. Who has the same, you know, abilities they all have. Yeah. So, uh, so that's... That's interesting. And, um... The battle system is a a hybrid of see some tales games. It's just like the battle system is. It's an RPG, but you can free run. You can free run throughout the battle screen, and you have to manually hit each attack. Yeah. So it's it's not turn based. Yeah, kind of like Star Ocean if you played that. It like
2: uh, with the tales games I played. I think it was Tales of Symphonia. It's like it's a mixture of a RPG and a beat them up Pretty <laughs> whenever much,
3: yeah. whenever the battles happen. It was very interesting. So so games like Symphonia, like special attacks run off MP, so you can spam all the special attacks you want, but uh, eventually you'll run out of MP and you'll have to stop. Mm-hmm. Other Tales games have a combo meter where you, you can do so many actions per turn, but uh, if you can keep your combo meter up, you can basically just keep spamming special attacks relentlessly if you know what you're doing. Tales of Zillia, however, has both a combo meter and an MP system.
0: Oh, that sounds confusing.
3: Uh, it's not confusing. It that just
0: sounds like it can
2: get really deep really fast.
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it limit It limits your options, because like, even if you have all the MP in the world, you're like, up oh, combo's out, you can't attack anymore, and you're right in the thing's face, and it's about to punch you. So um, I'm right. not too thrilled about that.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound I, great. Like, how, did, how would... It sounds like a an experimental phase. Yeah. Like the way you described it before, like the uh like combo and the like the combo stuff was just as lo- as long as you kept the combo going, you could just kinda go.
3: No, there's yeah. like there's like you have like like ten and then if you use a move it goes down to nine. If you do do another move, it goes down to eight. But if but if you hit something really good, then it'll go back up to nine and so and so forth. But there's no MP.
0: Oh, so, so it is so it isn't combo, it is like it is like a it's like a move, it's, it's like a move limit.
3: Yeah, but that's what it's called in the game, the combo meter.
0: Okay, but like, but yeah. I, okay, well, when I, when I heard combo meter, I thought like some fucking DMC stuff of like, oh, I got a fucking no, no. triple S, oh, S combo, no, no, if, no. as long as I keep that going, I can go forever.
3: No, but it, Yeah, it, but I, it, I was thinking it, combos as in Street fighter. No, 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 but if you're linking your skills well, the, the gauge will keep going up. Okay, so so, so
0: it's like – so you go up to a guy, do a move, and it like crits or is like a weakness or something, and then that then gives you a move back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so long as you're able to keep doing that over and over again, your move counter basically never goes down.
3: Yeah, so so if you're good good at timing it right and you have like the special abilities like set up and everything, then you can keep your combo going pretty much indefinitely. And if not, all you have to do is back up for a few seconds, and then it refills, so you you don't have to worry about MP.
0: Yeah, but then – but then you, and so then the other thing is just you know kind of standard, more standard like you know mana stuff of just you have a meter. This spell yeah. uses up this much meter. Once you run out of the meter, you're you can't use spells anymore.
3: Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to either use items to get your MP back or uh, just have to hit regular hits.
0: So you so it's taking both those things and then mashing them together. That just sounds. Yeah. It, it seems like they were trying to go for like you got a cho- like, like you got your chocolate and my peanut butter kind of thing, and it's like you get your chocolate and my Marmite.
3: Yeah, no. Well, they just they conflict because if your combo, if the combo meter is at zero, even if you have lots of MP, you can't attack until it goes up.
0: Much like chocolate and Marmite, they just don't go together.
3: Mm-hmm. More importantly, that 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 uh, that counts for regular physical attacks too. Not as much as uh, using a special skill, but it means that you can't just basically beat on the guy endlessly. So you have to be a little more strategic. Yeah. This makes
2: this makes my idea of hey, um you know how like they have Dark Souls combat? Yeah. Yeah, right? Like I want to take that combat system
1: and turn it into an MMO. That sounds
3: that sounds fun, but hard to program.
0: That sounds like a thing. That sounds like a thing that could super fuck over anybody who doesn't have, like, fucking zero millisecond latency.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh,
2: oh, oh. here's the kicker to, like, get around that. Um, one good netcode is a big thing. But it wouldn't be, like, an MMO in the truest form. It would be like, okay, you're assigned to this world based upon your stuff and, like, whatever gear and stuff. So you're not always playing with the same fucking people. You are going to need to have so
0: many servers.
2: Or a server that acts as a server for multiple people for each time. I hope you have a lot of money for this. Like I said, it's an idea. I don't have the technical prowess to do it. So any programmers out there, take that in, run with it. Just please do it. Because
0: I just want to see it.
2: I will never play it because Dark Souls Combat is just too goddamn intimidating for me.
0: See, I look forward to uh, Ziploc's, uh upcoming Kickstarter campaign where he will be hiring. He'll be using the money to hire, you know, coders, programmers, designers, mm-hmm. everything.
3: Yeah, it's like do everything. I'll just give you vague ideas and then
0: Yeah, he's the idea here.
3: man. The idea is
0: like,
2: you know, I can make an entire design document on it and say, "Hey, start with this and we'll fucking go from there." But beyond that, nope. <laughs> Uh so
0: yeah, his goal is one billion dollars. Uh, one billion dollars. If he reaches one point one billion, he'll be he'll be adding a mount at the first level. Well, she will be a mount, or something you can mount. Yeah, it will increase your movement speed by about twenty percent. And any money uh, left over, see, he'll be using like, to open r he'll be using to open a chain of pizza restaurants. Yes.
3: There you go. Did
0: you ever hear that story? What? A guy won the lottery, opened up a chain of pizza restaurants, then tried to kickstart an MMO and using the Kickstarter to try to hire people to build an MMO. Wow. Wow, really? Yeah, that's what that whole bit was based on.
3: That's wow. That sounded too fantastical to be real.
0: I heard about it from giantbomb.com.
3: Huh. People do the strangest
2: things. I mean, wow. I, I, like, that's not the most messed up thing I've heard about a, someone winning the lottery. Doing immediately after, but that's up there. I'm not gonna list off the worst thing I've heard because just fucking no.
3: I don't want to hear it. It's
2: you probably don't. Pretty
3: bad if it's if it's so the bad. Things you tend to throw at me. No, I don't want to hear it.
2: If it's so bad, I won't say it. It, you know, it's
0: bad, but uh. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Let me now. put it this looking, way. So I'm looking at it right now. Uh, the campaign got started, and I think like 2012. It was its goal was to raise 1.1 $1. $1 million dollars.
1: It raised 21,000. Oh God, that's funny as hell. And the website for the for the fucking thing is down
0: now. So. If anybody wants yourworldinc.com, it's available for sale
1: for just three thousand eight hundred and ninety-five dollars. All right. Give me half a second. I'm gonna to go to the internet wayback machine. So oh, what's okay. the web
0: address again? Your world inc, that is Y O U R World Let's see if they got anything on the internet browse internet way back machine.
1: Uh let's see. January thirteenth has a snapshot. Nope. Like so just
0: to this to the guy, if you're listening, you probably aren't, but if you are, like the good fuck on, were you thinking? Like, good on you, I guess? You know, you fucking had your, you had your goal. You out there fucking trying to make that shit, but think man, nobody can, you, it takes more than money. It takes talent, planning, practice, and everything else. Oh, and fuck I'm looking at it. He, he even said, he's like, like the guy, Elwood Bartlett and ideas, man. Nope. That's how idea. Like you
2: had an idea, but you didn't have a plan
0: yeah like if you're gonna like yeah ideas are great everybody has them in order to actually flesh them out into things that's the hard part
1: yeah
2: like i have an idea for many of things but it's when i got to the planning phase i've had to scrap them because i real because i saw the road that was going to lead down and it was a dead fucking end like it would be good for a couple months then i'd run out of Shit, like whether it be funding or time, Hell, or my personal have... favorite, shit to do.
0: <laughs> Hell, we have a podcast that's all about fleshing out ideas. Really? Yeah, it's called Pitch Meetings. Wow, well, I might actually have to attend one of those. Uh, yeah, so far we've done three of them. Uh, one for a Power Ranger series. Huh. One, for a series we... yeah, one for a series that I came up with about people living in the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Another one that uh, that, uh, Caveman came up with, which was about – which started out as an alien-based reality TV show and then kind of morphed into a superhero thing.
2: I want to do like – I want to do a show to where like a series and we need to do an episode on this to where it's like, okay, let's say if I acquire the rights to make a miniseries, like at least the first season, right? And after that, it's based upon the success of the show. But it has to be set somewhere in the Fallout
1: universe. Okay. Because that could be
2: awesome. And as yeah. far as where I would set it, in the Southeast,
3: I, I think they have something. They have a, an original Fallout web series.
0: Yeah, I think like Nuka but, World or something. I don't fucking know. Anyway, yeah, n- uh, Nuka Break. Nuka Break, yeah. yeah. Well, that's It's, it's, actually, it's, has,
3: it's pretty what, good, actually. And uh, I think apparently Bethesda is like okay with it. Because they, like, support it and everything. The whole
0: idea behind pitch meetings is just, just like, you know, budget, casting, everything, notwithstanding, if, like, if you could build, if you could make a thing that you wanted to make, how would it go? And then we're here, and the other people are there to help you just kind of, like, lionize and, like, whittle that down into being the most realistic kind of thing that you could make out of that idea.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: I assume Man. none of these things have gotten off the ground yet.
0: Yeah, we're in talks with fucking Saban to bring over the trained Sentai.
3: Just, just, uh, just, just thought I'd ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, like that's, de- that's definitely not coming. No, 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 we're not getting a uh, Tokuger.
0: Which is a damn shame because I wanted that. I wanted a fucking series of Train Rangers.
3: No, no apparently it didn't work.
0: Not fucking Ninja Steel.
2: No, Which is funny goddamn because I know some Ninja team. With, I know some people with a similar se- sentiment our sentiment
0: getting the fucking like what ninth fucking ninja team Yeah, no
2: they want to run a train on a power ranger
3: <laughs> fair enough
0: so what else have you been playing alex
3: <laughs> um no, that's that's uh that's pretty much all i got i still have i have a massive pile of games to play but i gotta get through them first yep. i did uh i did attempt dragon's dogma again
2: <laughs> How'd that work out for
3: you? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, I, apparently, trying to start as an archer doesn't work. Yeah, and, I remember
2: uh, that conversation.
3: Yeah, well, the, so people are like, you have, you have to start with the shield guy so you can block. But then if you do that, your stats won't be as good as they could be end game. So I was like, oh, so no matter what, I lose. And they're like, yeah, pretty much. Welcome to Japan, Dragon's the dog, but yeah. In a nutshell.
2: It's kind of like uh, Darkest Dungeon, in my opinion.
0: Just the only way to win is to lose?
2: The, to win the game is not about ins- constantly ensuring victory. It's about managing your losses.
0: The only uh, way to win is not to play.
2: Because, um, like, with Darkest Dungeon, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before on the podcast. Yeah, we have. At the, length. The game, yeah, the game just tears your ass a new one in so many different ways, and it's just about making sure all that shit doesn't stack up on you and you're totally fucked. And that's why I quit naming my character so I would not get attached to him when I said, okay, you're completely stressed out. It's going to cost me a shit ton of money to, you know, give you the sack of value you need, so I'm just going to fire you and get a new
0: guy. <laughs> yep.
3: That's I'm so playing, that's, man. But I'll keep at it, and... uh you know, maybe maybe I'll eventually get into the actual game. Maybe. Who knows? You yeah, know, maybe. It, lo- it looks like it's a pretty funny game. It's too bad I can't like play go it? anywhere without dying horribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's too bad
2: the barrier of entry is like the Great Wall of Fucking China. Yeah.
3: I guess I could just set it to easy mode, but I f- would feel like I'm cheating.
2: No, fuck that. Uh no cheating is when
0: you hit the tilde key and start typing in shit. Yeah, that's when you get that's when you start fucking so. writing scripts.
3: Yeah, so so I'm still playing Tales of Zilia, and I finished Overclocked, and uh, I have a bunch of other games, a pile sitting right here, that I'm, I'll be getting into soon, but I haven't started yet. So I'll, I will just end with the most recent thing that happened in Tales of Zilia because it's kind of interesting. So the female protagonist, Milla, gets tossed in jail, and gets shackles put on her legs that will explode if she tries to make any sudden movements. Like you and do. When, when one one and one one of the villains shows up while while the other guys are in the middle of rescuing her, she proceeds to rush him with the bomb shackle still on <laughs> and he blows them up
0: I'm now assuming she can't walk I'm assuming the female protagonist is not the brains of the operation
3: no she uh she's let's just put it this way she's she's descended from uh the four spirits, which means she's she's kind of like a goddess in human form. Except uh-huh. for the fact that her connection from the Spears is cut at the beginning of the game. Because when you first get her, she's, like, ridiculously powerful. And, like, her sword just, like, telekinetically flies around. But then five minutes after that, you know, her connection to the Spears gets cut. And she's basically, like, a regular person. Only So without. she gets
0: nerfed and hard. She was gets it, nerfed and hard.
3: What? Was yeah, it an like situation? Fight. Yeah. It's what?
0: Was it an abilities situation?
3: No, it was just she was she was really powerful for like five minutes. She had four she had four abilities where you could pull out. Uh, she'd summon the spirits to attack for her, and her basic combos would have her like telekinetically tossing her sword around. And that's gone now. I don't know if she's going to get it back at, towards the end of the game or not, but. Uh,
2: no, she's probably not not the fucking sword part, but she'll use that to move around if she gets it back to where she just levitates herself since she has no fucking legs. Yeah, no no, <laughs> her
3: legs are her legs are there, she just can't walk. They're badly burnt.
2: So yeah, again, yeah, that's how since bombs she yeah. can't yeah. use her legs.
3: Yeah, no, the the main guy is like carrying her around in a wheelchair for the moment and they're they're taking her to his doctor father to try to uh fix her. So remember so, so remember yeah. kids,
0: if you get bombs strapped to your legs and they blow up
3: your legs just get burnt. You'll still have legs afterwards. Well, more importantly, if, if, you, if you have a bomb strapped to your leg and the guy says that he can detonate them at will, you probably shouldn't run at him.
0: Yeah, probably not. That is a bad... No, idea. see...
3: Especially when the people trying to save you were in the next room.
0: That's also really stupid. See,
3: yeah, really. And We're just like, about to break down the door and cut them like off. You. The only
2: case that where you run at him with the bombs... Is when he's basically right next to you, then you just start repeatedly kicking him in the face, daring him
3: to blow him up. Yeah, come no, on, bitch, no do and it, just, do it, you he pussy. Just went boom, and he just went boom and walked away. And she's like, "Geez, I can't feel my legs." Who would have ever thought that would happen? Well, I mean, she's 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 not exactly this. I mean, like she didn't know how to eat or drink water because, because she didn't
1: have
2: to.
3: <laughs> she didn't have to, because you know, the spirits energized her for her. So, so, so after a while she falls down She's like gee that's weird My stomach feels like it's lacking something And he's like yeah that's called food hmm. And she's like oh right You mortals do that I never had to eat before because my spirits Just gave me energy Fed energy straight to my metabolism Yeah So, so yeah she's not exactly the smartest uh, Person in the Party
0: Yeah But anyway that was yeah. Her playing, Then On to news News. So first up, Yay. Atlas confirmed via a live stream that the North American release of Persona five has been pushed back to April.
2: Uh yeah. I am fine with that. If, but we're
3: getting dual audio.
2: Well, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that if it actually makes the game better. It's like, hey, we
0: got the bugs fixed. We want to give the features. I'm fine with features. that because I already
3: played the game. So you know.
0: Uh yeah. yeah, they have said that it yeah, they have said that this is gonna be just They said they're doing this for a reason. Uh, Yeah, Atlas is going to be offering dual audio with free Japanese voiceover DLC at launch.
2: Yeah, that way, like, you don't have to get it if you don't want it, and it doesn't have to take up space if you don't want it to.
0: Yeah, uh, Atlas's John Harden explained in a blog post saying, We're including it as DLC for logistical reasons, but it will be free forever. People have been asking for this since P5 was announced, and through Herculean effort from just about every division of Atlas, we've managed to arrange this. This was something we especially wanted to do for the Atlas faithful. Those who still appreciate our English dubs and respect the effort we put into localizing. You all are the reason we get to do the jobs we do. So we've been fighting for this for a long time. And we, gl- we are glad we can make this happen for all those who support, and love- support us and love our games.
3: But really, Good. I get the feeling that's only there as a peace offering. Because otherwise, people will be really mad if they delayed it further.
0: But yeah. So yeah, the game, which was really supposed to be coming out on February... 2017 has been pushed back to April 4th, 2017.
2: See, I have no problem with the game getting pushed back as long as it's like, hey, listen, the game's going to suck if we don't. So just let us yeah, push I it think back.
3: Their, their localization, from what I saw, looked really rushed, like they were struggling to get it done because of the, you know, disastrous development cycle Persona 5 had
0: yeah but now they're yeah. getting more time so hopefully that will work out better if it doesn't hey we have the English stuff at launch I mean the Japanese stuff at launch so it'll be fine
4: yeah
2: yeah it's just like here putting it on the dubs fuck this any subs fuck the dub
0: moving on to our next piece of news so Dead Rising 4 in the latest move to piss off Dead Rising fans uh, has confirmed that it will not have cooperative multi it will not have a cooperative multiplayer campaign Okay,
3: because that would make sense.
0: Yeah, so uh, they can't.
3: Ha- they can't have that.
0: Yeah, so uh, Dead Rising Four had already ditched the uh, time limit campaign on the uh, like time limit in the campaign that has been a staple of the series since the first fucking game. Like that was the only unique thing that it had for a zombie game. Yeah, it was that like, you know, everything that you did had some fucking weight, urgency to it. behind it. Yeah, there was like there was an actual reason to rush things. There was a reason like you had to fucking manage your time. You couldn't just fucking go around there doing fucking whatever.
2: Yeah. That, and it also made it interesting. It's like, okay, I need to be here at this time on this day. So this event will trigger. Cause I actually want to like get this event. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, if I don't want to fight this fucker, I have to avoid him by not being here at this time at this date. Cause he's fucking bullshit hard. Or I need to be prepared by this date so I can actually take him on.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was uh, revealed in a Twitch stream uh, by gameplay producer David McEnrin, Uh And he explained that uh, the reason that they're doing this was because, quote, we want to make sure we really focus on f- telling Frank's story. We think he's a really interesting character. It's really exciting to bring him back.
2: You're really, if he's a really interesting character, quit give. He's had three voice actors so far. Give him a proper voice and yeah. stick with it.
0: So uh, yeah, the campaign will feature multiplayer, but there will be a separate four-player co-op mode. It's mm-hmm. a survival mode.
1: Okay.
3: Dun dun dun.
0: Yeah, so it will be a co-op mode that will give players the opportunity to learn the backstories of four separate characters who will be the stars of this mode, and then you can put them in the mall as you take on. Just shit.
1: So, yeah. That's all happening, and people got mad.
3: As they do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, that is... Like, at a certain point... When, when does Dead Rising stop being Dead Rising? When you keep taking out the things that made Dead Rising, Dead Rising.
3: Well, Except it's when you it's take slow. Out Frank and the zombies.
0: Well, it's
2: slowly like um. What was the uh, like? Have you ever heard of the ship paradox? I don't think so. Okay, so you you're captain of a ship, right? Yeah, and it's a wooden it's a wooden vessel to make this proper.
1: Um, as time goes on, you have to replace the boards, right? But you save all of them, and.
2: Eventually, you have to replace the mast, the rope, everything. Again, you save everything. So now you take all, of that, all that material after you've basically replaced everything at least once and take all of those original parts and make a ship. So which one's your original ship?
0: Okay, there is a bit, there is a bit of a difference here with that. Like so,
3: yeah. My mind is
0: blown, man. But that's so... how the paradox works. But but yeah like it, but so like with, so like with that paradox that is like like you know one ship is the original one ship is the original ship in like most way shape or form except in for the materials the other one is the original materials make made as a new ship the, that's yeah. not really what this is this is like taking a carcass remove like well t- like taking an animal or something removing like half of its organs or like just take it. Or just, like, fucking it up in some way so that it's hardly recognizable as the same animal. And then putting it out and saying, hey, like, hey, kids, I know you wanted a dog for Christmas.
2: Well, it's like the reverse of the so um, here's a sentient is football. this glass full question.
0: Right? Again, not really. Like, it is.
2: No, like I said, the reverse. Not the same. To where, you know, the is this glass full to where you have that empty glass and you're like, is it full? And it's like, well, it's got air. It's like, well, excluding that. Is it full? And they're like, No. And the guy adds rocks, now is it full? It's like, yeah, we can say it's full. It's like, then he adds smaller rocks, then he adds sand, then he adds a beer. So the liquid fills it up completely. (laughs) It's like, now is it full? So at which point was it full? Is it now full? But before you were saying all the other points are full. Again, not really. So as you take away things, where do you go? Okay, we take away this thing. Is it still dead rising? Oh, yeah. I mean, you took away that one thing. Well, we take away this. Now is it still dead rising? So, at what point, where is that line? And it's blurry.
0: Yeah, okay. It's, it's just a fucking mess. Yeah. Capcom. Like, it's hard
2: to go, is it still dead, Rising, if you take away this?
0: Capcom, Ooh, for a maybe. while, had this fucking great franchise that had a huge fan base that everybody loved. Well, that, well, the fans of it loved, like, fucking severely. And they're just like, hey, fans, fuck you.
2: To be fair, Dead Rising, the original Dead Rising was so good, I actually tolerated someone a little bit longer than I should have because they owned a copy and I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Which is horrible to say on my part. But sadly, true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they've been slowly corroding what Dead Rising was for years. And now, like, they're... Like, fucking Dead Rising 5 is going to be a first-person shooter that's, like, fucking set in the goddamn desert and all the zombies are replaced with, like fucking al-Qaeda or whatever
3: ISIS and and then they'll succeed in turning away their fan base forever yep so they can go make pachinko games
0: yep and then the original director will head to kickstarter to fund a spiritual successor and then it will be a fucking joke
2: it'll be a shit show from hell Uh...
0: thanks KG Inafuna KG
2: Inafune and the thing is is uh Fucker, you didn't make Mega Man, you
0: just did some of the artwork. You produced a bit of it. And that's it. That's it.
3: In fact, they should just totally make more Mega Man without him, but they probably won't.
0: No, nope. yeah, it's
2: like it's like, dude, you could make Capcom, you could make more Mega Man games without him because he wasn't that instrumental. He just made no, everybody we can't. believe he
0: was. We don't want to make money.
2: Aw, uh, but we I like giving you my money. Remember when you did all some g-
0: Disney games like Goof Troop? Well, fuck you. You see, what, you see what fucking Konami's doing? That's the business model we want. We're getting into the fucking pachinko game, dog.
3: Really? <laughs> they're going to be uh, really screwed with, if Japan makes pachinko parlors illegal. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> which they're
2: actually working
0: on. I know. So, moving on to our final piece of news. The third season of the critically acclaimed Walking Dead series from Telltale has gotten a launch date. Okay, is it any time in my lifetime? Episode 1, A New Frontier, will be coming December 20th. Okay. That's in like
2: 20 days from the recording of this. Sweet.
0: Yes. And the day after we record this, uh, we'll be getting an extended look at the first episode during the Game Awards. Yay. Which we would cover, but based on that yay... Not a whole lot of enthusiasm behind Jeff Keeley's Game Awards.
3: Not really, no. I'm not going to lie.
2: No, I'm, that was not so much of a yay of I don't care.
0: It's a yay of like, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeff Keeley started his own award show after he left Spike and Game Trailers.
2: Oh, so this should be. You mind if I go on a tangent a bit on this one? Yeah, go and ahead. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep it quick. Fuck the Spike TV Game Rewards. Fuck any Game Rewards that's sponsored by anything. Are the Oscars sponsored by fucking Coca-Cola and Amp Energy? No. If we... What our industry needs as far as a Game Rewards is something with proper coverage set like the Spike TV did but isn't fucking sponsored much like the Oscars, the Grammys, the Emmys. Not something that's like, yeah, we're fucking growing up now but we still need sponsorship for shit. No. We need to elevate. It. We need to elevate the people who actually are involved in making these in a way to where it seems like an honor to even be involved. And yes, I don't care if it's even a little bit fucking political, like the goddamn Oscars are. Even then, I'm fine with it because that actually shows maturity when you're when you're like, hey, I, you know, I got my own reward show, but it's sponsored by this company, It it's basically. You're saying to me is, hey, you know, I am this. I can do all these awesome things, but I can't do it on my own. So I have to use mommy and daddy's fucking money because, you know, I'll whore myself out to any fucking buddy. Fuck you for doing that. You're not making the game industry better. You're making it
3: worse.
0: So the Game Awards, okay. for those who don't know. I'm
3: sorry. My, I'm sorry. My eyes glaze over there for a minute.
0: Yeah. So the Game <laughs> Awards, for those who don't know, were started by Jeff Keighley after he went independent. And mm-hmm. it is a thing that is... Press run. So like, so like it's so, like uh, while there is a fan like voted category, well while there are a few fan voted categories, you know like esports star, you know viral videos, shit like that, stuff that like is you know the fan side of things. The actual games and nominees themselves uh, are all voted on by by publications, industry publications. Like looking at this list, uh, we got like Eurogamer, uh, Game Informer, Gamespot, Games Radar, Giant Bomb, IGN, Kotaku. And then some kind of weird ones like Entertainment Weekly and Mashable and Rooster Teeth and the LA Times.
2: Oh, so they're basically going to go, so which companies have paid us the most money this year and which one has given us the most shit this year? Because that's how we're going to decide how we're going to vote on this. Well, no, huh? actually,
0: actually, actually, looking at this thing, like one or two companies kind of like that, but the rest of them are... Fairly independent and aren't really swayed like that. Like like Giant Bomb. Yeah, Giant Bomb not at all. Yeah, Giant Bomb not at all. Fucking kind of funny. Like I haven't seen a lot of their stuff, but from the sounds of it, they are fairly up and on the up and up.
4: Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Rooster Teeth not so much. Yeah. After that whole Fallout Four shit.
2: Dear God, yeah.
0: And uh, uh wa- Grus- and a uh, Waypoint. Uh, Waypoint is a kind of a new thing uh, run by Austin Walker, the former uh, news editor of Giant Bomb. Uh-huh. So it seems like it's a decent split of, like, of, like, the people who would kind of be swayed by that and the people who actually give a damn. Yeah. And and while, like, the things are sent out to publications, uh, it is, like, given up to individual people to submit their votes. So while some of them would be swayed, like, the actual editorial side of things... They they do their best to try to like distance themselves from that side of things. It's mostly like the people signing checks who are kind of forcing that shit. Yeah. Like I've I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of interviews like on places like Giant Bomb where they talk to, you know, the editorial side of a lot of these sites, and a lot of them seem like they are kind of like, you know, with Jeff Gersman or whatever of just we want to do we want to like fucking do this kind of journalism. We want to do like real journalism. But, you know, we got to fucking sign those checks. And meanwhile, John Bomb is like, we just kind of fucking do whatever and we get paid either way. So fuck it, I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, the money will come if we make good shit. So fuck y'all.
0: Yeah. Like they like giant bomb is kind of. John is kind of ridiculous in how ahead of the game they were. Like, like, like giant bomb was like fucking doing video and podcasting stuff before, like, YouTube and iTunes and shit and, like, everything that, like, fucking made those things relevant existed. Nice. Like, like like pretty much the entire Giant Bomb crew, back when they were at Gamespot they were doing, you know, fucking three-hour podcasts. They were doing, like, live video. They were doing all the shit that is, like, fucking popular today before any of the tools that made that shit popular today existed. And they just carried all that over to Giant Bomb and so Giant Bomb was, like, one of the most ahead-of-its-time kind of its time websites ever. Huh. Yeah. And honestly,
2: like, that's that type of journalism I have no problem with. But companies, like, I don't know. There's a a three-letter company that begins with an I and ends with an N. Ah, okay. That, that has a bad habit. Of either um they'll have the they'll dress up first impressions videos as full reviews. Yeah. Or articles as full reviews when they're not, because there's no score. There's no pros, no cons. There's no everything that makes a review a review and not a first impression video. Isn't there but they dress it up as a review and they even say oh it's a it's you know it's an initial review no it's not a review
0: take that word out of it it is a first impressions yes it is Um, it is hey we sat down with this game want to get a little look at it so here's a video of us getting our first look at it come back in like a week when we when our thoughts have been finalized.
2: Yeah, yeah. Once we've actually experienced what the game actually has to offer, and we actually find some of the fucking bugs and weird shit, yeah. and some of the cool shit, and some of the bad shit, and all that. Anyways. yeah. Anyways,
0: also actually, so kind, the, so kind of interesting thing. Just I just read about. I just was reading through here. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. like esports categories, those are all voted by fans, but they got Good, because but, the
2: fans actually know what they're talking about. Yeah.
0: But Sorry. they got um, but they got uh, the following outlets actually help get the selection of nominees for the fans to vote for so it is a dot mm-hmm. esports, ESL gaming, MLG, Twitch, YouTube, Yahoo Esports, The Score and ESPN. Wait, time out. Yahoo Esports, that's a thing. Apparently <laughs> apparently Yahoo has an entire division devoted to esports.
2: Okay, anyways. But the other two things that you're like, hmm, uh like here's a good hint of like stay away from these guys if all of a sudden like a week before or a month before a game launches you start seeing a bunch of their ads on their or that game's ads on their site
0: yeah but yeah so looking at uh so like the fan nominated so the fan uh voted categories their best esports player best esports team best esports game trending gamer best fan creation and most anticipated game Question yes, for fan creation, they're
2: talking about stuff um, made by fans, like so it can be anything machinima whatever
0: uh well, looking at it right now, they have two nominees, uh-huh uh they are Enderal uh the shards of the Nexus or whatever, the shards of order, uh-huh. uh a Skyrim mod, okay, which is a which is according to mod d b uh, a, like, total overhaul of Skyrim in order to make it a sequel to a different RPG.
2: Yeah, I actually remember reading about that and I was just, like, amazed by the, um... How should I put it? The amount of work that it would take to do that.
0: And like, Brutal Doom 64.
2: Oh, dear God. <laughs> huh.
4: Yep
0: and then and then, going up into like the you know jury jury voted categories, which is those as i mentioned earlier, it's mm-hmm. best multiplayer game, best sports or racing game, best strategy game, best family game, best fighting game role playing game action venture action v r mobile independent mm-hmm. then there is games for impact, which is the game which is like the like basically the game's this art category, yeah, uh best performance, which is you know. Voice acting, mocap, shit like that. Oh, that's good. Uh, best music and sound. Good. Uh, best art direction, best narrative, best studio slash game direction. And game of the year. Nice. Yeah, and like, looking at the nominees, it is a... It's not unsurprising what was nominated. Like, so for game of the year, the nominees are... Doom Yeah. Inside. Yeah. Overwatch. Titanfall yeah. 2 and Uncharted 4: A Thief's End. Anybody want to make a call on your picks on that
2: one? Uh, Doom. With me, I'm like split between
0: Doom and fucking Overwatch.
3: I go with Doom.
0: Doom's way like Overwatch is good, but Doom's way more metal.
3: Yes, and I, however,
0: feel like, and I feel like that will carry.
2: True, but part of me wants to go with Overwatch just because of the mass appeal to where, like, the character design and everything, like, I haven't found anybody that even remotely likes games at all and hasn't, and to where I've showed them, like, hey, okay, you know, you have this character, this character, and this character, by just looking at the characters, and you go, I want to play that person like immediately
0: because the character
2: design is so fucking amazing and interesting.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, doom was also, they, doom, yeah, doom was also nominated for best music slash sound design.
2: Oh, it better win that one. Cause like, oh,
0: yeah, I've Rip been
2: and tear. is such a beautiful song.
0: I've been listening to the fucking soundtrack on Spotify. It mm-hmm. It is. Goddamn. It's amazing. Ain't it? It is so fucking heavy.
2: What's funny is like most of that was done with analog stuff, <laughs> like old analog pedals and stuff fed through digital stuff fed back through analog stuff. Like it was crazy watching this guy just wire things from like, oh, this is an old Russian synthesizer. OK.
0: <laughs> hey, here's a beer keg I hit with a baseball bat.
4: Mm
0: hmm. to hear what it sounds and- like. Turn, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the rest of the instruments come to life <laughs> but yeah so walking dead season three a new frontier uh drops december 20th and we'll begin to look at that at the game awards which will be streamed live on the internet uh you can find out more by going to the awards.com it's a big thing they have their own trophies it'll be a whole <laughs> deal everybody's pretty yay and, yeah. and Hideo Kojima will be able to actually show up and accept his award this year.
2: Oh, yeah, because they totally won't act like they're to- together now that they've finally publicly broken apart.
0: Yeah, like, well, actually, that's the thing. Like Last year, Hideo Kojima won like, a, like a Lifetime Achievement Award for all of his contributions to the gaming industry, and Konami refused to let him go.
2: I really hope that they give the award to him again and go, since you weren't able to pick it up last year. Oh no, that's what they're doing. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> not, like Hideo Kojima. Sorry I'm not we,
3: watching just for that.
0: Like Hideo Kojima. Sorry, we couldn't do this last year, but fuck it, dog. Here you go. You fucking earned this shit.
3: Here you go. Too bad your old company was trying to treat you like a slave, but you, I'm know, re- you don't work for them. Anymore. I'm really
0: looking forward to figuring out what death stranding is.
2: Mm hmm. Like, um, isn't Sony doing the thing soon? To where we might find out more about that. Uh, yeah, the PSX.
0: Yes. Yeah, it has been confirmed that at PSX, uh, Hideo Kojima will be talking about Death Stranding. <sighs> what Hideo Kojima talking about Death Stranding actually means? No clue.
2: I don't even know if he can speak English. So, whether there be a translator there? Uh,
0: yeah. Usually, what will happen is he comes out on stage says one or two lines in English, and then just goes back to Japanese, and then the guy translates what he says. Translate, yeah. Yeah.
3: It's kind of standard business
0: practice for Japanese businessmen who can't talk English very well.
3: Unless they're really good at talking English.
0: Yeah. uh, Most of them aren't. No, he... Hideo, I've seen him in a few press things. He is not very fluent in English.
2: Yeah, and what's funny is, like, you know the reasoning for that happening now is because about thirty, forty years ago, they're like, "Oh, we're never going to use English," and now that they're running in that situation, you would think the culture's mindset would change on that? At you least think? from a business standpoint. No, they still like they have classrooms like no, just like teach them the basics and you know, and just pass them. They're never going to use this. And I'm like, you dumb fucks, you're actually English is the it.
0: language of business, bitch.
2: It's like. You know, like, don't get me wrong, more countries speak Spanish, but there's more countries that, but when you go, you know, countries that have the most money, they typically speak English or at least do business in it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So anywho,
0: that is for news. On to new releases over this week. Woohoo! The week of November 29th, because we're doing this late, because shut up. We have Final Fantasy 15. About time. Maybe this one will be the final one. (laughs) It might.
2: Uh, I haven't heard heard
0: good things about it. Nor have I. At the
2: rate that they're going, they're slowly building the coffin.
0: Yeah. Uh, So that's coming out for PS4 and X-Bone. We got Steins Gate Zero coming to PS4 and Vita. Because the Vita still exists. It does. We have one right here. We have the PC release of Watch Dogs 2. Yay. Which, from what I've heard, isn't broken.
4: Yay. Even better.
0: Yeah, like that that was the big kerfluffle about that fucking first game was the PC port was just fucking botched. But so Yay. far like but so far I've been reading reports and it's like, "Hey, Watch Dogs 2 on PC is totally playable." You're you're telling me that like a, a developer actually took time and made a proper PC port? I know it's weird, right? Strange.
3: What kind of alternate universe have we wandered into? Yeah, I, don't I haven't
2: know. seen this since the 90s and even then it only happened like twice.
0: I am actually really surprised they had the time to develop a PC port proper when they were spending all that time making the patch to take out of Vaginas.
4: <laughs> I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, remember that shit?
2: Yeah, I watched the Jim position and I'm like, what the fuck? It's really? super
0: dumb. It is super dumb.
3: Uh, well whatever. And it's then stunning. also coming
0: out this week Destroy All Humans 2 coming to the PS4. I love those games. They so are real fun games. did Destroy, didn't Destroy
3: games. All, All Humans come out a really long time ago? Uh, yeah, and so did the second one. This is a re-release. This yeah. is a re-release of the second one? Yeah, they, they, yeah. They,
0: yeah, this is like the PS2 on PS4 release.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, like yeah. Destroy All Humans 1 got released like, like a, a few weeks back. And now they're releasing the second one.
3: Yeah. We probably had this conversation. I think we had this conversation
2: before.
0: I think so. I think, it well, was, I think
2: we had this conversation before on the podcast. Yeah, but I
0: think it was no, no, when the first I mean, game was it, released on PS4.
3: But It's almost midnight, and I'm tired, so my brain yeah. isn't firing yeah. on all cylinders anymore. And
0: then, finally, uh, Steep is coming to PC and PS4 on December 1st. That is a, that is a mountain sport game.
1: woo Yay!
0: Yeah, that I, I th- guess. I think that was the game in a. Uh, I think that was the game in a uh, at E3 where we just watched a guy fucking wingsuit and die. And they were like, "We I made mean, it to the bottom of the
1: mountain." <laughs> huh. but whatever.
3: So yeah, that we ran this a bit long, but fuck it, dog.
1: Yay! That's
3: gonna be over yeah. this week.
0: Thank Best you all for joining us. making up us.
3: for last week being so short. <laughs>
2: It was yeah, like as kinda. soon as we had like one that was an hour long, I was like, "Yep, next week we're going to do one that's like four hours long." Yeah,
1: so that guy was only us. off
2: by forty five
0: minutes. Oh, uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time with the final video games podcast of twenty sixteen. Dun dun dun! Yay! In yes. between now and then, they're going to be having our regular run of news baby reviews podcasts. Ow! kinds of bullshit, but until now, I'm the dead man. Good watch Bob.